0: There we go. We're back, everybody. Right. We're recording uh, episode uh, thirty-three of the Burnbridge Podcast, and uh, the whole gang's here again. Here. We have to. We, we need a, a streak thing, like on the wall here, like two days where the whole know, gang's here. Yeah, like you know how like, like yeah. a, a Walmart would be like, oh, it's been forty-nine days since someone's got hurt. Yeah, if we yeah. get ninety. <laughs> we get a pizza party. Yeah, so, like, we need. Ooh, we can spell out "pizza party" on the thing. And if Let's Joel makes it twelve times in a row. <laughs> or whatever it is. <laughs> we'll order pizza. I'm about it. Let's go. Earned and pizza Ricky parties will put, are the and best. I you'll put $5 on it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll throw a 5 in. You <laughs> put $5. i will tip. But like, name bu- two better feelings than getting a, earning a pizza party as a third grader.
0: Mm. The only thing I can. Uh, field day. Oh, field day.
2: Field day or opening a first But you, would you Charlie? rather
1: honestly have to go out of the classroom than like. Just have a pizza and a movie in the classroom with your friend Like you, you can talk to your friends if you want to. Quietly. Olympic
0: Day was pretty fire, yeah. bro. Yeah, yeah.
1: But let's we, say about the sunburn, about the you know you been outside, the sweat because you're in your, your school uniforms. I, I think I'm gonna have to
2: lean more towards outside because I have to think like a third grader, right? See, the like, problem is you guys don't here, have school uniforms. Too. Listen, yeah, that's true. Bro. Well, yeah, polos, we just
0: skipped
1: the polos are thick. Yeah, when
2: they, they get suck. High. They do suck. <laughs> you
1: try to run 100 <laughs> meters in a polo.
2: Yeah, you, on, you, you you, you with no.
0: the person, right? Shit, okay. Oh, uh yeah, by, <laughs> by the way, we have uh, uh pastor, author and, and public speaker Donald Chandler on the show tonight. And uh you're here to uh I guess promote a book. Hang out with my friends, promote a book. Hang, hang yeah. out with your friends to promote a book. So uh it should be fun. Um first thing uh Kenny was telling me that you're, you're a pastor at a church. He was telling me where the church was.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You were, you, we were just talking about, like, you know, your dad and everything. Um, today is actually the, let me do the math real quick, the 25th year that my dad's been gone. Oh, okay. wow. Yeah, 25 years. Right. Today, May May 12th. And he's buried at the church that you are. No way. Yeah. This world is so
2: yeah. like, Y'all got
0: so much in common.
2: So for yeah. us that
1: are listening, my father recently passed away a couple months ago as well. That's what um, Ricky's talking about. So, man, that's crazy. What's yeah, my,
0: my my dad's buried oh. out there. My grandfather's buried out there. And my first uh, best friend was buried out there as well. No way. So yeah. did,
1: did, did you know the old pastor there by any chance? Or? No.
0: Like, I used to go to, ironically, the my buddy that's buried there, I used to go to church with him there and, um would they would always they would always question why I'm running in the back and I'm like my, my dad's buried here like <laughs> oh, I was I was like wow. seven eight yeah Yo, it's and just... like all the all the Williams that go there are all the ones that I know okay um is that your last name no not oh. mine no um yes uh my my buddy Nick's grandmom was uh Sue Williams
1: yeah no Sue yeah she lives right in Bristol yeah in yeah. yeah yeah She's yeah. great yeah I baptized her grandson Really? I think his name. Wow. That's
3: wild. Yeah. But yeah, listen, so you
1: like crazy. I just got a phone call like 20 yeah. minutes ago f- yeah. from my old landlord <laughs> and even that was like same thing. I, I when I was looking for a place to rent, I find that like we our credit was terrible, so it was so hard to get a place. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to like get on the phone, sound like a trustworthy person, whatever. So I talked to this guy, we get to like, you know, go to see the house. And he hears I'm a pastor. He asked the same question you just asked. <clears throat> well, you know, the same subject. Where, where's the church at? Oh, here's. He was like, What? He was like, Dude, the guy who founded that church was my neighbor all my life growing up. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he was like, And he would come over and talk to my dad on the porch, and he'd be like, So, you're going to go to heaven or hell? You know what I mean? He'd like, what else I we get on him? But he was like, Dude, I, he, this was literally said to me that day, because I'm telling you, my problem was always credit. He was like, I'm not even going to do a credit check. He was like, you you pastor that church, you want this house, you got it. And that's a, like wow. the that first house. I,
0: right I ran into that because my, wow. my dad was very, um, I use the term infamous in Bridgeton. Right. Now, so all through like late 80s, early 90s. And um, I ran into that. My first apartment that I ever got was at the bottom of Vine Street, right there next to like the the river, pretty much, like mm-hmm. down that hill. Right. And the landlord at this this house, his name was uh, Brian. I can't remember his last name. He looked at the thing and seen my my name is Ricky Picoric, and he's like, "I know your dad. Me and your dad used to be friends." And he did the whole thing background check. He's like, "Nah, I don't, yeah, yeah, you don't need yeah. to do that." Best, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> And you know the landlord's gonna take care of you after that. Yeah, he's exactly. Not gonna be a guy yeah. Who doesn't come over and fix things.
0: He would yeah. sit there and actually talk to me every so often, like just problem random problems. questions.
1: No, but, uh, I got a new landlord. It's not the same, man. You always want to appreciate a good quality. My my new, I
0: have, sure. I have a new landlord, and it's my old landlord's mom. And I'm, I haven't met her yet, and I'm kind of uh, something about a woman in power that I'm just scared of. Really? That's I don't
1: in know the book, what man. it is. Big in the book.
0: I don't know what it is. Something about a a, a powerful woman that just like gives me anxiety. I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to be around you right now. Like, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like a guy, like a guy in charge. I'm like, man, man get the fuck out of here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with a woman talking down to a a man my size, out my tail's in between my legs. Right, right. I have no idea why. It's probably a kink or something that I don't know about. Like, it's, yeah, it's probably it's what, what it is. Kink. Probably something I'm really into. I don't, I'm just like pushing it away. Yeah, you might actually pushing it, away.
2: it on your first DMT trip <laughs> tonight. Kind of. Yeah, right? You'll figure that
1: out.
0: But, but uh, uh, yeah. Uh... Pastor, I've, I've, I'm not the Yeah, uh, pastor, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> so I'm not. Um, I'll be the first on the table. to tell you, I'm like I, I grew up uh, Christian, right? Grew up in a Christian family. I have Christian morals still to this day. Um, I got married before I had a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got divorced before I had a kid too. But, um, but I'm a Today, thirty-two-year-old me, I'm not um, as religious anymore. But um, I'm not one to like. Someone knocks on my door, but tries to bring me to church. I'm gonna sit there and listen for an hour, and then be like, sorry, no, like. I was being I'm nice. I'm gonna let you do your. Th- yeah, it's not like I used to play basketball with the Mormon guys that used to drive by. Like I'm cool. <laughs> to, you know what I'm saying? I'm cool with everybody.
1: I got great stories for the Mormon guys in Bristol. Oh,
0: the the Mormon guys with the huffies. (laughs) I told told
1: you my uh, Mormon story about
3: playing basketball with them, right? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, me and Tio. Oh, you and Tio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tio played a two-on-two against the Mormons that were riding through.
0: They can can ball, bro. bro. We beat them, but,
3: like, bro, they were... Dude. Definitely way better than I thought Mormons were gonna be. Because people are
1: sleeping <laughs> on the Salt Lake City Utah Jazz. Yeah,
0: they're balling in loafers too. Loafers in a tucked-in shirt, and the shirt stays tucked in. Too. It does.
2: It never. It's not like sloppy or anything. No. I'm like how are you fixing
0: no.
1: that?
0: Oh, no. But yeah, I'm. I'm definitely. Uh, I I definitely have a lot of uh, questions just because of the 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 time of everything that we live in right now. Uh you being how you, how old are you? You're twenty eight. Twenty eight. You not even being thirty and being a pastor is like in in my head like unheard of. Right. Yeah. And uh there's someone else like I, I worked at I just got done working at Harris in Atlantic City not that long ago. And there's a guy there, he's an IT guy. Um he's also a pastor. And I made the joke about, he said something about being ordained. And I'm like, that's funny. I'm, I'm, a, I'm ordained as well. And I, should, and I showed him my little card. Universal? Yeah. yeah. I showed him my little card. And he's like, oh, you're he's one. He personally. looked at me. I just
1: want to rebuke the universal church. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. He looked at me. He's like, oh, you're one of them.
1: That's
0: how he, that's how yeah, he yeah, threw yeah, us yeah. in. Like, oh, you're yeah, one yeah, of them. Somebody
1: needs you to do their wedding. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, uh. But yeah, I was, I was, we were actually, I was trying to get him on and he's like, I don't know. I have to ask the church and I have to, you know, I don't know what to no, do. But, yeah. And, but we would sit there and I'd have conversations with him and I'd, I'd ask him pretty much the same thing I'm probably going to be asking you tonight. Like what, what got you to where you're at right now? Like what made you decide on being a pastor? I guess.
3: Also, yeah. also what entails becoming a pastor?
1: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, that, so I feel like we're going to get to that question in like an hour since he asked that question. And Perfect. And it's also, yeah, yeah it, it, there's no one way to answer it. Um, I want to ask you a question real quick before I answer that. Is your, like This is a personal question, but you mentioned, um, now you have a girlfriend named Sarah. Yeah. And we talked about this before the podcast. And yeah. I used to go to church with Sarah mm-hmm. growing up. For years, so that's a weird connection, small world type, type of thing. I've just met you for the first time tonight, so mm-hmm. now that's not who your uh, child was with. I just thought that would be even true. But no,
0: it's it's her child, but uh, it's yeah, it was, I, I, it's my child too. Oh wow, it's one of them. So yeah. saying,
1: yeah, I mean that dude, that's so crazy, man. Yeah. Such a small world. Who would have yeah. thought? Telling you, like thirteen year old, fourteen year old, we were. Over on Indian
0: Avenue. Yeah, because I, I told her you were coming on, and she's like, Get, like, she's on the phone. I'm, I have her on speakerphone. I'm playing the game. She's like, Get out of here. She's like, yeah. I know that guy. Did she cackle? Yeah. Huh? Did she cackle before she said that? Oh, yeah, she definitely, like, Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Yeah, like the big, <laughs> big Jada kiss fucking laugh, yeah. Hey, by the way, it might have
1: been a father's about, too. Just to what you ahead. just said, that's so, super real. Shout out to fathers followers out there taking care of their children. It's not about bringing somebody into this world, it's about taking care of them. So.
0: Oh, I, yeah. my, if you, yeah. if you look at my Facebook page, it says I'm, uh, three-time Stepfather of the Year nominee.
3: Um
0: Yeah, it's definitely not my first rodeo, but uh, I love that little girl to death, man. Wow. Like, tonight, right before I came in here, I, I had to, I told her I was
1: going to be late, and I'm not going to see her tonight, I'll see her tomorrow.
0: All right, Daddy, I love you, I'll see you tomorrow. And give it back to Mom.
1: I always tell my you wife know. that we, I definitely want to have a girl first, because I feel like I'm going to be a little bit too mean to my son, for one. Like, I, I, I have so much pressure on him to live vicariously, me, you know what I mean? The I, can't,
0: I can't wait to bully my son that's not yeah. born yet, yeah, dude. I have no idea. No idea, dude. I'm gonna push that little ass kid around. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going? I just, uh, No, man, you
1: just I don't want to do it. Because I, cause I know when my daughter comes, I'm just gonna like, oh, baby. You know, I feel like that's gonna soften my heart a little
3: bit.
2: Mm-hmm. By the time yeah, for, the, for your son. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's yeah, the right. truth.
3: It's yeah. the truth. I have two daughters. Uh, oh, two yeah. daughters and a son. Some... Is, is that what happened? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the first daughter will definitely soften you more than you think. Wow. Yeah, you're going to go soft.
1: I'm ready for it, man. I just want to go full soft with a little <laughs> my little daughter. My buddy Alex, he, you know, I go see him. I go fish with him, one of my real close friends. And I went over there last week just to have coffee with him. Anyway, his daughter was over there, so, and I, I thought about it. She's only three or four, something like that. And when I was getting out of the car and going to the house, I thought about saying goodbye to her because I'm moving in like 10 days. And I was like, oh, I just really want her to know that. Like I love her and I might not see her for another couple years, but I want her to know that. And when I started thinking about how I would tell her that, I started crying, like walking up to his door, like, you know what I mean? In the morning, just to go get coffee. <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm to stop crying before I go see her. But like just that, I, and then like literally as soon as I knock on the door and like open it up. She sees me. She's like, Donald! You know, she opens her arms up and runs to me and hugs me. That's you know, my Shit. And I'm like, yeah, I need a daughter, man.
2: I mean, if you were crying in front of you, she'd be like, I'm not crying. I'm sad. <laughs> I'm crying because of the adrenaline, baby.
0: There, <laughs> there, there's also that thing in like in our, you know, monkey brains that are like, you know, we need a son. We need to pass our name down. We need to... Mm. Oh am yeah. saying like the, the, the masculine part, like yeah. the whole. I
3: had that same urge, but not for the masculine part like that. I wanted a son to be able to do boy things with. Right. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Video
1: games.
3: Uh, uh, I,
0: I will say this this is I'm gonna make a left turn right here. Um, with uh, one of my exes, my well my ex wife, um, we were taking care of her little brother and sister. Her mom passed away. Right. So we had custody for little brother and sister. They're half Indian. Wow. Right. And I'm talking like full on like India, India. Yeah, that culture. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. And um, when her mom and dude had the first kid, it was a girl, and he was straight up like, "Nah, don't want it. Let's get rid of it." Like that. That was a normal thing to them. Like names not getting passed down. Like I want a boy first, and they had to literally fight to keep the girl I, I think that's what the, the story was I'm probably wrong
2: Just that whole legacy thing yeah right? but okay.
0: um, yeah, I don't get that. but yeah then when they first they had their boy um, that kid had everything he wanted he was the first son mm-hmm. he you know yeah. got all this thrown to him all this land over there yeah. everything you know saying? everything was in his name mm-hmm. and the girl like a chit wow yeah <laughs> wow Yeah. Damn. Um. So it's not. It, I don't. I. Don't, I don't know where I go from that. But.
3: i a
1: pastor. Yeah, yeah.
2: So my brother got Madland with an elephant.
3: In yeah. India. Yeah.
0: But no, it's the, the shit's real. The whole sun thing is definitely. I've seen it uh, pretty extreme. Um. In that in that way. But yeah, the, the, back to the, the daughter thing. Uh, I don't I don't know if I'd want a daughter or a son first, personally. Mm. Um,
1: I mean, healthy kid, right?
0: Healthy right. kid, I'm yeah. I'm just saying,
1: like, in an ideal, like, I, I can ten see fingers, that being toes. like, oh, yeah. one benefit. But yeah. if I have a son, dude, I'm going to go nuts.
0: What, I, see, my, that's my thing, was uh first time I have a kid of my own, it's like, uh, I was told the first thing my dad did was count my fingers and toes, and he was like, you've seen his shoulders go down, like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and like my head, like, what if you would have counted eleven fingers? Like,
1: what the, what was gonna happen? <laughs> no, eleven fingers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> eleven fingers is still a healthy kid. Throw away. No, 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 that's still a healthy kid. <laughs> We're, nine months. You know, you just want to make a, yeah. make sure that kid is alive, is breathing. You know, I know don't want me? this kid to
0: be made fun of. God forbid
1: uh, there's something so that's wrong with their organs. You don't want that. You just want a healthy kid. Yeah. Right,
0: this
2: this is definitely. Just keep I'm fine. If you have an extra finger. What is that
0: finger called? Uh, it depends on where it's at. I guess. Yeah, right? definitely, you yeah got, but you could have they, two pinkies, two thumbs. All yeah, the extra stuff. So See, you guys need a Jamie. Saying, you guys
1: like, don't have a Jamie. Like, the, we, we nah, have we don't. no, you got you. You should be Jamie. Nah, just Jamie. just giving you guys an idea for the podcast. Like a laptop right there, Jamie. He's googling it. Like right we now. We definitely. I've in.
0: I've said this before. We definitely need some type of producer to like sit over here and kind of. Do things yeah. while we're talking. So can,
1: can you Google how this works?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So.
2: Now we don't have an right. answer for you guys. Um, so yeah, how did you decide to become a pastor? Like, how old? Were, like, how old? How yeah. young were you when it when it like really
1: kicked in? So yeah, I mean, I guess it'd be good, and and I'll, I'll kind of share my story with you guys from a young age. But feel free to stop me at any point because I'm going to go deep. But when I was born, I was born to like a rocky situation. I'll try not to share like personal things that'll hurt mm. people's feelings, but I do want you guys to know my story. Well, it was like my mom was my mom and dad were both teenagers. Uh my dad was 16, my mom was 18, I think, when they were pregnant with me.
0: I'm I'm in the same boat. Yeah. Keep going. That sounds like you're talking about me right now.
1: <laughs> Good. We're <World laughs> related. So we uh my mom and dad not only we at 16, 18, but they already had a kid with somebody else besides me. You know what I mean? So I have a half-sister and I have a half-brother that are both... My sister's two years older than me and my brother's three years older than me. So that tells you even more so about their situation when they were young. Um, so when I was born, like... I, like, my mom, I love my mom, love my dad, obviously. So, like, I don't know. I, don't, I feel sorry, kind of like... I, it's unfortunate that these were circumstances, but this is my story. Mm-hmm. Um, So... When, when I was Ended up being born My mom and dad Weren't doing so great Anyway And it got to the point Where They were gonna split up Neither one of them Had like A career path Neither one of them Um Like were set up To really take care Of a family And buy a home Or something So they both went To go basically Live with their parents But my mom When she called her mom To like Go live with their My grandmom Already had Three or four children With their kids Living in the house At that time And a rancher three bedroom you know what I mean right. like so now you got each bedroom filled with kids already. Right. like it, it, it was not cool so when my mom said that um my, my grandma gave a little resistance like there's not one percent of me to ever hold that against her I probably would do the same thing and my mom came and dad came with a solution to send me with a friend of the family so I won't give you a bunch of names because it's hard to remember names in people's stories but they sent me to go live with a friend of the family named Danny so Danny was somebody who had been like a father figure to my dad. That was the, the initial connection. He's from Vineland. you know. You guys from here—that's about, you know, 15 minutes from where we went to high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's 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 from around that way. He owned an arcade back in the day. He was just a, he was a, he was a good dude, though. You know what I mean? And my dad was always a loose cannon. My father, unfortunately, has been alcoholic since he was 14. My father was in rehab when he was 17. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He. My, so this guy, Danny, would be the guy who was pulling my, my father out of a bar or or whatever it was, an arcade, you know what I mean, back when you are that age yeah. and stuff like that and, and, and helping him out. So that's why they trusted me with him. Well, I always knew who my dad was, always knew who my mom was, but to me, Danny was sort of my mom and my dad as, as a kid, you know what I mean? And he would tell me what I needed to know about my parents. He would tell me, like, my dad loves you, your dad loves you, you know what I mean? He just is sick. And same thing with my mom, you know what I mean? She's just, you know, getting where she needs to get to in life and, and, and so forth. She, he never painted a bad picture mm-hmm. of my parents, where even though to me he was both my parents at, the, at that time. And I'm trying to, like, paint the connection that I had with Danny because I've never had anything like that in my life or even really seen anything like that in my life. And uh, what, I, I kind of was spoiled at first when I was, you know, in my early memories. Like, I was the kid who would go to Ames, shout out to Ames if you remember <laughs> yeah. you guys remember oh, I remember yeah. Ames, Ames only real ones All remember right, yeah. the kids are watching this. like nah, I have no idea I, I go to Walmart I go to Walmart I said, it. yeah Acme yeah Acme I mean, no Ames Ames it was like Walmart but it was like only the things that you wanted at Walmart and, <laughs> That's it, was, and it was like yeah, some yeah, I mean, was bed strange. sets
0: <laughs> it was bed sets it and toys, uh, toys.
1: I get a wrestler every time I went there and i would be the guy who like cry you know yeah. what I mean
0: my mom would buy us Christmas toys from there, and she wouldn't take the stickers off. Yo, she'd she'd buy us like big ass monster trucks without the batteries. Like the battery came separate, so we are <laughs> so pushing around this big ass monster truck, <laughs> yes, and I guess, like hearing it Batter- click the whole time. I feel
2: like those stickers couldn't come off. Like, like they just seemed like they were part that's of how the bottle. Yeah, right. Also, Marshalls?
0: growing up, growing up, I'm like, damn, fucking uh, Santa went to Ames and got me this for <laughs> Christmas.
1: See, that's what I don't get about Marshalls is like they're trying to prove a point. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, dude, you don't need to put stickers on that are that Are those
0: easy. anti-theft stickers on everything? <laughs> yeah. yeah. everything. Yeah, they're yes. thick.
1: No, they got the price on them. Oh, like yeah, I know. $600. It's like, relax, dude. I'm, this is a Yankee candle. I could have got this in the yeah. Yankee outlet. You don't have to tell everybody. It's Marshalls. And yeah. it's RSP. So, Danny would spoil me at names And, like, in anything. Like, I had a bunch of stuff. Because I was his only... A child essentially, mm-hmm. and we lived on like a bunch of acres and violent. It used to be like an old farm, it was, it was a great childhood. Well, when I was seven, I noticed that he started getting sick and um, he stopped working so much. He used to be in the business of buying houses, fixing them up, and selling, you know, flipping them. Yeah, them. but uh, when he got sick, from my observation, he had stopped working, and we, you know, you could tell we didn't have as much money. And the first thing that really was noticeable was we lost cable. When I was a kid, I loved WWE mm. wrestling. You know what I mean? Stone Cold, Steve Austin, the Rock. It was a big deal. Attitude Era. Yeah, yeah I mean, even yeah, we just right. talked Attitude about right. Ames, like you know, what I mean, I was buying wrestling yep. to play mm-hmm. with. You yeah. know, what I mean, that's the only door I wanted. So when, I, when we lost cable, that was a big deal. Then we lost. This is I'm seven years old. Then we lost electricity. And then we ended up losing uh, running water because in New Jersey, you know, it gets cold in the winter times. Your pipes freeze if there's no running water. You know what I mean? If there's no electricity to heat it up. And uh, our pipes burst, so we lost running water. I lived like that from the time that I was 7 years old until I was 10 years old. With Danny. No one knew. And we didn't want anybody to know it either. Right. You know what I mean? The, the thing is, that's why I try to paint a picture of the intimacy between Danny and I a little bit. Because it, it even got more so when, when he got sick. Because every day he couldn't get out of bed, and I'm like feeding him out of a can of corn that we just mm-hmm. stole off of a trailer when we rode bikes down Park Avenue. Because we can you know, he didn't make any money. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was, and nobody would ever know. I, I had to go to a cousin's house every day. We changed my bus stop and everything, you know, because we didn't have no running water. I had to get a shower, so I just went to my cousin's house every day. It was like crazy stuff like that. Uh, throughout that time. But long story short, when I was about 10 years old, this is not the full truth for anybody out there who knows it, but this is the best way to summarize the full truth. The cat got out of the bag, and my mom and them found out the information that the, you know, electricity, was, you know, I had to state that I was living in in, mm-hmm. in short and decided that, she decided it was time for her to bring me in, you know, to live with her and my brother who was already living with her. Mm-hmm. So, to keep it honest, my father didn't like that idea, and obviously Danny didn't like that idea. And now they're like, well, what can we do? Can we get the electricity going? You know what I mean? Can we solve the problem? Or whatever. My mom's in, end up going to court in New Jersey until you're 12 years old. You don't actually have a say in who, with who you yep, live with. learn you know? that. You know That's, what I mean? Yeah. There you go. You know it's facts. And so I was only 10 years old at the time. So... <clears throat> to go to court was pretty much useless because mom always wins in New Jersey. My, yep. Mom always going to get the kids, especially my father's an alcoholic with a credit or, or with a criminal record. Yeah, and Danny also has been to prison, so it's game over. My mom's going to get me.
0: And what, what also uh, to put more onto that, like when I just told you, like we, my ex-wife, we got her little brother and sister.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We we had to go through court for that, so we had to go to court with their biological father. Wow. And we told them like. The, the judge told us, like, this is your half-brother, half-sister. And she's like, this is the first time I've ever even heard that term. And uh, they're, they're just my little brother, brother and sister. Brother sister, yeah. But the fact that um, they had another parent, he had full right to just, like, come in and, like, sleep in and take them, pretty much. And there was they wanted to live with us. And, wow. uh, yeah, so you, you're explaining this. I'm like, I remember all of Yeah, because I don't have this. a say. No, and I don't, I didn't have a say. Like, dude, dude came to my face and was like, you are not their father. I know I'm not their dad. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm here.
1: It's, it's a like ring. I'm not,
0: I'm not taking your title. I'm just in that role. They're not
1: bringing their brains to work for that. They, they have no. a rule. They say the yeah. dad gets him if they're he's in the picture. The mom gets her. If she you know she's in the picture. Well, he had
0: opiates in the system, so we won. Wow. Long term <laughs> shirt. Yeah. Wow. A, <laughs> <laughs> Flawless.
1: Yeah. But <dude>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. well, you guys, how would you guys feel about that movie? Scale from one to ten. Side note. I'll give yeah. it.
0: An, I'll give it an eight.
1: Eight. Yeah, low eight. Eight. Yeah. You guys are both yeah in the eights? Yeah. I'm about eight. Whoa! Yeah, I think eight and a half, yeah, yeah, and a half was
3: my original assessment. It was
1: yeah, right. man. I was yeah, on like, like three it. side. I felt like really? really, but you guys, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed okay. it, but like, I saw one mm. meme that like articulated my feeling. It was the main character, and it was like the most unnecessary character ever. <laughs> and then it was like you know it showed a well, picture of him.
0: A few was it a few episodes ago. We were just talking. We did a whole review thing about it, and um. I brought up the fact that you bring me a game, a Mortal Kombat game, with a story mode that was better than that movie's storyline.
1: Right.
0: You can't do it.
1: At all. But it doesn't matter. It's not even like we're <laughs> looking at a game and saying we need the storyline to be as good as Game of Thrones' storyline. Yeah, but look the, that's what I'm that. saying.
0: But the Mortal Kombat storyline is but but that's fine. We garbage. don't
1: play. We don't play Mortal Kombat to get in store. That's mode.
0: A, exactly, and that's why this, you should be doing the same thing when you go see that movie. Seeing hearts get pulled on the chest. I respect that. Yeah, respect it. yeah. Mm-hmm. All, All right. right.
1: Get, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You're no, good. No, no I, I didn't. I just thought about how the fact that like I just totally switched left field to anybody. That happens. That like, happens like, every <laughs> week here. Story about Danny. Happens every week. You fit ready. But what's
0: funny is you, you remember what you were talking about. We'll sit here and talk about something we're like, what yeah. were we
1: just talking about? See, viewers already, already like left because they know once you switch subjects, they're not going back.
0: Yeah.
1: So when uh, my mom got custody of me, it happened really abruptly, and I was that my dad and Danny actually tried to hide me up in their attic, like Danny's attic. And the cops, this is like this is honestly this the story. The, the like some, yeah, some, some like glorious bastards. This is how I was told the story the FBI comes to the house because now there's a kidnapping case because they won't let me go. You know what I mean? Viol- I don't know if violent PD didn't want to deal with it or whatever the case was, but the FBI shows up. They show literally surround the house. I'm by myself up in the attic looking out the window. My yeah. dad and Danny are like, I don't know what they're trying to hold on the fort or what. <laughs> Seriously, I don't know what's going on. And like, they're on the megaphone, like, we've got the house around the type. Sh- you know what I mean? this is This is what's going on. And I'm like, Man, kind of like a little bit of traumatizing thing, but I already knew it was coming. So, it was.
3: That's wild. They ended
1: up beating up my dad. You know what I mean? It was. It was. It was definitely an an experience as a kid. They ended up taking Danny, and then ended up getting getting up to me. So, when long story short, when I was taken from Danny's house, I didn't get to take much with me. I had a bag of clothes, and I had a three foot tall stuffed Batman. Now, when I went to go live with my mom. No one really knew where we ended up living because my mom brought me in with her, but then we moved from Millville, which everybody local knows, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a town in our county, to another town in our county called Bridgeton, and uh, about 15, 25 minutes away, which doesn't seem like much, but if you don't know a person's address, I mean, it's a whole city. Yeah. So, we moved, you know what I mean, and not only did we move, but my mom had a code on our house phone as a kid, where, like, if you wanted to make an outgoing call, mind you, I love my mom... I know. but if you listen to us, but she had a code on the house phone where if you want to make an outgoing call, you had to put a four digit number. in. so even if I found out Danny's phone number, because of 10 year old, I didn't know, but even though I found it out, yeah. I wouldn't be able to make a call. <laughs> so that was the environment I just went into. Um, and, and I went into being from like spoiled and everything like that and living on a used to be farm in like suburbs of Ireland, And I went right into the hood of Bridgeton. And if you got you guys know because you went to Bridgeton High School as well, I was the new white kid in town and in Bridgeton, white kids are the minority. You know what I'm saying? So Hey, you know, I
0: I grew up that way. I was yeah. I was the token white kid on Laurel Street. And
1: it's not like years. I don't wanna I don't wanna try to like sympathize for like white white boys in the hood. It's just that like I wanted you to see well, it was tough. You know what I mean? It was yeah. from going to that demo, you know, what I mean that and where at Bridgeton were you at? I was on the north side, baby. Okay. No, I was I'm just kidding. I was from uh <laughs> right across the street from the Immaculate Conception Church mm-hmm. on, on North Street uh, North oh, oh, okay I You were in, like, okay his church. Right, a little, little Spanish <laughs> that right? store
0: Yeah, a yeah, yeah, little bodega over there Yeah, yeah, yeah yep. Okay, so, I know up? exactly what you're talking about
1: um, So I go live over there No one knows where we are I don't speak to Danny or my biological father um, Who I wasn't I wasn't like super close with growing up I really loved him but like he really had a problem when I was growing up. You know what I mean? There was different seasons where we were closer than others. Right. But anyway, Danny was the big heartbreak at that time in life. Mm-hmm. So I didn't talk to Danny from the time that I was 10 years old to the time that I was 12 years old. It was two years. Cold turkey. You know what I mean? Wow. So that's the guy that raised me. That's the guy I was taking care of while he was sick. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I didn't even tell you that when I was like the whole thing about him being sick was he had diabetes. His blood sugar level was over 500. He had a severe arthritis in his hands. Ooh. He had an infection in his stomach called H. pylori. All That that, that was diagnosed when I was seven, and that, that, that was the cause. The H. You know
2: pylori, I mean? that's like the uh, ulcers and something. Stuff like in that, right? his stomach, yeah, you know what I mean?
1: And I don't think serious. it's fatal. It was just that everything was hitting at the same time. Yeah. And he didn't go home from that doctor's appointment when I was seven and like take his medicine. Well, first of all, they told him to go to the emergency room. He didn't even go from the emergency room and take his medicine. He went home, and drank Pepsi's. He's that kind of guy. Yeah. He, he had no, you know, will to try to like get better. So right. we were. He was sick the whole time. So anyway, I'm 12 years old now. I haven't talked to him in two years. One of the things with this Batman though was that I always believed in God as like you know. I want to say as a precursor. Like I never can remember a time where like I questioned that in my life. There was never like I was a kid and I was wondering if God was real. I was always taught he was real, from grandparents or whoever, Mm -hmm. and always believed that. So when I went to go live with my mom, I used to take this Batman, and I would pray with him every night. I didn't have a lot of understanding about God, but I would pray with Batman every night. And I would pray three prayers, and they were like the same exact prayers, the same words, very religious. One was a prayer of thankfulness, one was a prayer of forgiveness, and one was a prayer that I would live with Danny again. Now, after two years, it was just that I would see Danny again. Well, my mom's working at a newspaper place called The Reminder over in Millville. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. You guys know mm-hmm. it? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Shout out. <clears throat> so, my mom's working over at The Reminder, and she's, on the, she, she's, she's, she's uh, working with people who own businesses in the area, and she would get their advertisements, you know what I mean, oh, I to, see. To, okay. to put in the paper and stuff. So, she's on the yeah. phone with this guy who owns a concrete business. She's hearing all this noise in the background. So she goes like she asks him finally like what's what's going on, and he goes well I'm a youth pastor and I'm on a bus full of kids, going up to Word of Life Snow Camp. It's this Bible college, up in uh, you know Scroon Lake, New York, mm-hmm. that puts on a camp every winter. Sarah has been there multiple times. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: the, is this where all the concerts and all that jazz is going on? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, She's they throw about on big this. worship
1: services and crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he was like, I'm on a bus full of. Kids, like, because I'm a youth pastor, we're on the way up to this camp. Do you have any kids? Like, you should invite them out to youth group. It turns out the church is only five blocks from my house, so it's easy to remember. On my 12th birthday, I go out to church for the first time. 12th birthday is a Wednesday night, that's when they have the youth group. I go out there, and they're holding this competition where it's $50 for the person who memorizes the most verses in six weeks, dude. I'm in the hood. Like, I never had my own $50, like, you know what I mean, to be clear. So I get the idea that I'm going to rip everybody. Like, I asked for a Bible that night. I get a Bible, blue, New King James Version, and I take that thing home, and I start memorizing anything I can. Like, I'm a super determined individual in in weird ways. You'll never, you know what I mean? You might not expect, like, why did Donald go so hard on that? But, like, when they presented that challenge, excuse me, I went crazy. By week six, nobody even was presenting verses anymore. I had 44 verses just for that last week. (laughs) Jesus. Just I was going to bring that one night. You're like, let me me
2: go with the classics. (laughs) And then flex a little bit. I'm gonna hit him with another had, no, no. second. And I wish it was
1: that good because I didn't even have a great strategy. I remember like I started with a decent strategy. I like started memorizing like memorable verses that I Googled. But then like the second <laughs> week, yeah, well, then the second week by the way, Google was barely around back then, but by the second right.
0: week You were asking Jeeves. No, I was
1: I was <laughs> memorizing names, which is a terrible strategy because to memorize Maho and Jaheshafine or whoever, you know what I mean like names that aren't usual. It was like I was yeah. learning while I'm memorizing. It was fun, a terrible man. strategy, but I, I won the fifty dollars. I bought Fight Night Round Two like any responsible twelve year old should have done at the time, and it got me going on the church like I loved it because not only was I going out this church and I was experiencing like that side of things, but I I was being low. By people, you know what I mean? Like, my first night, that was one of the big things, was like, that youth pastor there, and again, I won't give you too many names in my story. I gave you Mm -hmm. Danny who raised me, but my youth pastor, you got to know, his name is Scott. Scott Fortishima, third generation Japanese, man. And he is such a loving dude, like, somebody who thinks about people before himself, and that's how he stumbled into this youth pastor role. And he would be the guy who kind of became like a father to me. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. and so like as I was going there during those during that time, like he would take me under his wing. He's the guy who showed me how to like work. I told you he owned a concrete business. That's how we got in touch with him. So I started working with his concrete business. He showed me how to read the Bible. He showed me how to he showed me how to do like different spiritual disciplines. You know what I mean? That you, you might do, and he he would take me to. You know, serve and you know, what I mean, we yeah. just, you know, I've had to cut wood for an elderly lady who needed wood for her for the winter. You know, what I mean, we'd be over her house because of him. You know, he had me do those things, so he was kind of raising me up spiritually the whole time. And his stepmother worked at this camp that they would go to a lot called uh, Word of Life and stuff like that. So he was always kind of into the camp game. Um, is it okay if I take a bathroom break because I really want to give you guys the. Mm-hmm. the the good what story about this Yeah, go ahead. Like, yeah.
0: We'll, we'll, yeah. I, we'll, we'll take a break right now and come yeah, back. That's sorry.
1: fine. <laughs>
0: and we're back. That was easy. All right. You went boom-boom. <laughs> you went, you went no,
1: and, I just uh, took it, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I leap. I'm boom I mean, I, I, six there's him there. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, <no, no>, no. <laughs>
3: All right,
0: so back, six back six to your... Uh, uh, your story, you you were like in like chapter two or three of your,
1: uh, yeah, your story so, here. No, I was just saying how Scott was. You know, his stepmother worked for this Bible college that would put on these camps. So he was always big into going to camps. There was one other camp that he would bring uh, certain kids to. It was a lot smaller. So like put it like this: the the camp that I, you know, I mean, my mom was talking to him with the bus full of kids. The camp where his stepmom worked at, there would be like three thousand campers. They would see. You know what I mean? Throughout the course of our eight-week camp season, let's say. Maybe, if not more. But this camp was a one-week, 50-kids camp, the one that I'm about to tell you about. This one-week, like, 50-kid camp was meant for inner-city kids who couldn't afford to go to camp. Because usually you got to pay $350 mm-hmm. or something like that for a week, if you know, whatever the price is now. Mm-hmm. That's what it was back then. So, uh, although I may not be able to afford to go to the big camp, you know what I mean, uh, this this was something for for the inner city kids, so he was like, "Dude, you got to go to this mm-hmm. camp. It's gonna change your life." Blah blah. I'm twelve. Mm-hmm. First off, twelve years I don't understand anything, if let alone speak English. So he's telling me about this camp. I don't want to go to the camp at all because it's summertime. I just want to play with my friends. And it's August. You know what I mean? Yeah, you he, just bought Fight Night. I just bought, a fight, night March, just bought fight Night in March. In March. So I'm still getting to the point where Roy Jones Jr. is turning to heavyweight right? in my career mode. Yeah. Making the transition. There's big things going on and and Def Jam uh Fight for New York's coming out around this time. Like there's a lot of things man. going on. <laughs> so he ends up having me go out there to this camp. And uh there's a whole story about that too. I I, I, I burned the bridge with him for a sec. Like, dude, he he got Jeez. a he was doing a concrete job for. I'll just say it's very short. He was doing a concrete job for a heart doctor, at the time. He had this heart doctor do a favor for him and get me a physical because I didn't have insurance. He was like, "Can you just do a physical for this kid so he can go to camp? You need a physical." You know, the
0: doctor's like, "I guess." He's
1: like, he says, "I don't." <laughs> no, but you know what's crazy? Is first he asked the, first he asked the wife if her husband would do it. And it was well, the wife was like, I don't think my husband's that kind of doctor. <laughs> so she was like, but I'll I, ask
0: him. I'm an optometrist. So she's yeah. like, but I'll ask him. So he's like, I'm a dentist.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> just
0: <laughs> I don't do that time.
3: I'm a Radiologist,
0: sir.
1: So get this—he agrees to it. He agrees to like have me come over at like noon on Saturday. Let's call it. Scott comes to pick me up on Saturday to go to this physical, (laughs) but I don't want to go to the camp so bad that I no-show and I leave the house. I have no idea of the weight behind this pickup.
2: Oh my gosh. The the strings
1: that he's (laughs) (laughs) pulled. He's just like, nope. (laughs) You just got a cardiologist. (laughs) So I'm just like, gone. You know what I mean? They come over, he comes over and he's like, pissed. calls my mom, like, where's your son at? Like, you know what I mean? He said he was going to be here. And my mom's just as pissed as him. She's embarrassed. So she's like, you come over tomorrow, he'll be here. So he picks me up on Sunday, the day the camp starts. Mm -hmm. And we drive up there. Dude, these people end up being, like, the best people a kid could ever think about. Like, they love superheroes. They love video games. Everything that I love, but they were older and more mature and knew more (laughs) about the stuff. And they also love me. And they, they, like, just had a good time with us, you know what I mean? Whether it was games, sports. Everything like that a
0: 12-year-old likes to, to, to get them in the house and do physicals
3: to them.
1: Yeah. Just you know, got <laughs> <laughs> Video Physical games. Physicals
3: done. Physical, like, was done. Yeah, yeah.
1: Physical was done. Physical done. No, no. Like, they were 20. You know what I mean? They were yeah, 18. Yeah. They, were, they were, like, college-age kids for the most part. You know what I mean? They were, but they also just, you know, they, they took this week off and, and were able to invest into the kids. So, it ended up being like a crazy week. I ended up like just melting down throughout the days. Mind you, we got there on Sunday. By Wednesday night, there was a guy there who had been giving most of the messages. He was sort of the main speaker. So, this is the last name I'll give you my story. Mind you, I told you. Danny, who raised me. Scott, who was kind of like my spiritual father, my youth pastor. This last name I'm going to give you his name is Jerry. Jerry was the main speaker at this camp. And on Wednesday night, he's talking about Jesus But he's doing it in a way, mind you, I've been going to church since March now. So so I've been hearing about Jesus every week. Mm -hmm. But he's sharing about it in a way where it's communicating to me. He's talking about Superman, Batman, whatever. You know, obviously Superman is the best superhero. So as soon as he brought him up, I'm locked in. Mm -hmm. And when he finished preaching, I just remember, like, crying. You know I mean? After he shared the story of Jesus, I just remember sitting there crying and crying so much that he sent everybody else off the camp, whether it was snack time, pool time, free time. And I was sitting there, so he came up to me and he was like, "Hey, man, like, can I talk to you? Can we go outside and just have a chat?" And he was the first person like I ever shared my story with, you know. the thing about it is like, and I don't know, like I've never really shared this, I guess, on a public platform, but like, not only was the thing happening with Danny, but like my mom and who was great was dating this loser of a boyfriend. He was like a small time drug dealer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean he he used to kind of like not just give us beatings, you know what I mean like the night before I went out to, to to camp, you know what I mean, when I got disciplined, I got punched in the nose and got a bloody nose. You know what I mean? That was sort of kind of like our upbringing. So one of the first that was the first thing I shared with Jerry that day. Like that's what I'm coming from. Right. And I'm like not only am I living in that right now, this is what happened with Danny. And I explained to him Batman. And I explained to him that every night I, play, I pray with Batman. I, You know what I mean? I pray three prayers. I pray a prayer of thankfulness. I pray a prayer of forgiveness. And a prayer that I would now just see Danny again. So he said, can I pray for you? So I was like, absolutely. And he was like praying basically the same things that I would pray someone. You know what I mean? But one of the big differences that I try to highlight my story is it something I didn't quite get, and something I don't know if it, you know these exact—the words changed it or whatever. But he prayed in the name of Jesus. It's something that I hadn't quite like picked up and observed. Like not that Scott didn't. It. it was just that I wasn't something that I picked up on to do. And he yeah. prayed in the name of Jesus. And I like whatever. I go home after that week of camp is done. Like me and Jerry exchanged numbers because that was such a powerful experience just for us to have Jerry there at camp. And uh, I go home, camp ended on a Friday. On Saturday, I'm sitting in my living room. There's no air conditioner at our house, so, you know, we live in the hood. So, mm-hmm. you know, all you had was, we, we, would, we would prop open the big door, and the screen door would be closed. So you can hear outside, you know what I mean, getting air. My mom and stepdad are at work, and I hear a voice outside go, Donald? Like a question. And then it was like, Donald! Like that kind of. Maybe I was a little exaggerated, but it's was like, like that, call him. I go over to the door, and it's Danny, the guy that raised me. Damn. Who I haven't seen in two years. I've been praying every night for two years with Batman to see. So. Now, he, there's no,
2: like, you guys haven't had There's no contact. precursor to this. He just found you. Yes. Essentially.
1: There's Bro, a story behind how he found me. at hey, that moment. Yes. your head. Jeez. So, I run out of the house. And I just run to him, hug him. You know what I mean? All this stuff. And I, I won't go too crazy into like... We, we basically spent three hours together at that, that scene. Mm-hmm. But as soon as it gets done, I'm like, I gotta call Jared. But mind you, there's a code on on my phone at the house. We can't even call. Make gotta go on calls. Because, like, you know what I mean? My mom doesn't want me to find any or my dad or Yeah. So, I go steal some quarters from my mom's room and run to a payphone and call Jerry and I'm like, dude, you're not gonna believe what happened. Like, Danny just showed up in my house. You know, and he starts freaking out just as much as me. And it was, like, if there's one point that I can accredit, like, becoming a Christian, you asked me how did I become a pastor, Mm -hmm. but, like, obviously has to start with that, you know, there's a point where I can say, when did I become a Christian, like, I went insane for Jesus at that point, like, I told everybody about God at that point, from that day on, you can ask any of my best friends to this day, that I still tell about Jesus, that, like, it was from them, you know, Yeah, and um, that kind of started it, I don't know if you that's... Stop telling wow. for a second. No. I good. know, that's, that's good. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm sunk 17. in right now. Like,
0: yeah.
2: If you were to compare that story to Mortal
1: Kombat... <laughs>
0: it's definitely a better story yeah, than way any Mortal Kombat game yeah. yeah. I've yeah. ever played. There's no <laughs> fight scenes.
1: The, the there are some fight scenes We can share. but... You're rivaling Ricky
3: stories right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 Seriously. Yeah. I'm like...
1: Some wow. of that's in the book, you know what I mean? Yeah. different detail, but... Okay.
0: Yeah. Now, the book you're coming up with is it all like uh is it a biography is it a
1: yeah i mean well sh- i should ask you i mean you this is your guy's show do you want me to share how i became a pastor next or share about the book next
2: i'd love to hear your full story and then we can go then into move the into the book it's yeah, up to you guys. I just yeah, don't want to move down.
1: that. Then, like, yeah, I
3: want to hear the road to becoming. Yeah, the best. Hear, okay, all right. I want right. to hear your like. Now everybody's against
1: Ricky. The... Ricky asked the question. Now he's yeah. like, all right, well, that's what you guys want to hear. It's like legit yeah, turning into a journey. Like it's not
2: even like a story. Like you're taking us on a journey, like of your life, mm. essentially. So like, yeah, keep.
0: What we do is on. end. What we do is end this, and then give the people a part two. Yeah. like right, <laughs> Months yeah. from now. Like, yeah. <laughs> Fernando yeah. Bush,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> the <Yeah>. Ricky tapes. <laughs> that's that's a long story. The right, Ricky stuff, yeah. Dude, when we first started making these, I tell people all the time. I I had like lost episodes on my mm-hmm. my um, laptop, and the one episode I I talked about my my uh, marriage and my last relationship before my current girlfriend. Yeah, and both of their jaws were like, <laughs> like wow. to the ground. Yeah, and I never put it out. No, no, never put it out. And it was just like it was a therapy session, I guess.
1: Oh wow, that might have been the time.
0: That might have been when Cindy came down and. That actually might have been the yeah. yeah, I think think it was. was. Yeah, Yeah. I think
2: you're right. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy, man.
0: Like, yeah, we just get into some. You you never know what people are gonna. But I, I I told myself when I recorded that when we got done, I was like, I don't, I don't know if I want to put that out yet. I don't know if I'm comfortable with. uh, That's fair. Yeah, but it's definitely, it's definitely gonna. I'm definitely going to throw that out eventually. Because, I mean, right now... I when don't, the
1: consequences aren't as... I mean, no, I
0: trust me. They know. I don't give a damn. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It It just felt good to, like, say that out loud and, like, only them two can hear it type thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
2: Yeah, don't and know. then, like, we were just, like, we were pretty much confirming what... How you felt and stuff. Yeah. It was a really soft moment. Yeah, so now they
0: understand... Now they understand, like, where I come from yeah. with some things. Like, wow. Yeah,
1: it's crazy, man. That's probably what's huge in your relationship. Massive.
0: Um, so, okay. yeah, back to um, becoming a pastor. Yeah.
2: So, how old are you at this point? Are you still 12 years old? At Just that, that old point... Danny came to get yeah, you? Yeah, at that point...
1: At that point, I'm 12, yes. Okay. When Danny showed up, I'm 12. Uh, I started going to church in March, and this is August. Okay. Um, So basically, that ended up sending me into, like, just going to church to where, like, like, I don't know where the switch happened, but it was soon after being 12 that I thought, I'm going to do something great for God in life. That's my purpose in life. You know what I mean? And maybe even then, it wasn't even, like, the right way to look at it because Christians will say, you know what I mean, like that may come across a little proud, you know what I mean, or something like that because it's God doing the work. But I'm just saying like at a little, a, a, at a young age, that's how I felt. Your like, intentions if were If I'm going to be great at something, it's going to be a doing something for God. Right. And that's how I felt. You know, I didn't want to be, I, I played sports all year round from that age since through high school. I never had a job because of that really, besides working with Scott. But, you know I mean, here and there, because I wanted to play sports, but I never had a dream of becoming a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to do Something great for God. And eventually that kind of turned into like preaching because that's a natural way to minister God's word, you know. So he, what would happen is Scott would let me preach every once in a while for, for the teens, for the youth group, they called it. And eventually after doing okay there, he would give me a gig on Sunday nights. Well, that's uh, cool. That's, you know that's pretty cool. Sunday nights is not the same as Sunday morning. You know what I mean? And I never got a Sunday morning as a teen, thank God. That was terrible. Would <laughs> have <But it> bombed. <laughs> crush, After crushed bombing. my dreams. <laughs> but what he would do on Sunday mornings is he would still use, like, he would, he would encourage my skill sets. Like he'd be like, this, this is no lie. Like he would get me on Sunday mornings and he'd be like, hey, go take these 20 verses and memorize them. You're gonna get up, I'm gonna call you up on like during a service to like recite them. And he would just test my, he would heat check me, as we call it in the hood. Yeah. He would heat check where my memory was. He, you know what I mean? Because he was amazing. Yeah. The thing about it is, if he was here right now, he'll tell you he was just having fun with it. Because mm-hmm. as we know, when we're kids, our brains are different. Mm-hmm. Dude, I can remember anything. You know what I mean? And it, maybe that I was first chair of violin. You know what I mean? I was, that was sort of the mind frame. That, that was how my mind worked you know, in, in, right. that, in that sort of set. And he was always flabbergasted with it. You know what I mean? I could just re- remember the verses. And so, that encouragement, you asked me how I become a pastor. That was the beginning of it, because if if you if you had your own things in life, you know why you did something. A lot of times it was because somebody believed in you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They told you you can do it, and when you did something, they were like, "Man, that speaking was good." You know what I mean? He, you might be able to need to you know you need to work on this 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 and this, but you got something. You know, I and mean? he would always kind of lead me in that way as a kid. And I told you his mom worked at this Bible college that we would go to the camps of every year and stuff like. This was the bigger camp. And uh, the whole thing was, it was always like it was obvious that I was going to go there after he was kind of raising me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was always obvious. Right. And I remember being there one summer during their camp season. It was just like I I'd applied to the college there. I got in, and I was going to college there. Like, my senior year was getting ready to be done, I was going to be going to college there. Mm-hmm. And we're up there, upstate New York, Adirondacks. And all these kids, mm-hmm. like, my same age are running around because... Like, you know what I mean, it's camp and stuff like that, and they're playing Glow in the Dark Frisbee. And I remember looking at him in his truck and going, it's just me and him sitting in there. I go, Am I going to Word of Life just because everybody always expected it? Or because like this is what God wants? I remember having that question. You know, I mean I've been going to church since I was twelve. I've been going to Word of Life since I was twelve. I've been going, you know what I mean? That's all you know. And then I interned there. This is a side note. I interned there for two summers as a, during their camp season. Like I worked for their camp. Mm-hmm. So I was deep with them. You know what I mean? And I'm sitting there. And I go, and I asked him that question. And he, he's like, look around you, man. I look at all the kids playing Frisbee. And he was like, how many of these kids you think are really going to get serious about God? And then he goes to name several people that like, you guys don't any, you know, mean anything, but like, let's say it was Martin Luther King to you guys. But it wasn't that. It was, you know, he names John Piper. He names this guy named Oswald Chambers. He named C.H. Spurgeon. These are heroes in, in the faith, you know, preachers that are like, you know, when you go to school to learn how to preach, you study these guys, you know. And so he starts naming He's like, every generation gets one of these guys, but everybody, you know, the problem is people are looking for someone else to be that guy. You know, we think somebody else is Billy Grant. When what if it's you? And I remember when he said that, dude, it like awoke something in me to where it was like It
0: is me.
2: What yeah, if, No,
1: I just was like, What if it was? Mm-hmm. And I need to give it that fair shake. You know
0: that's what I mean? that's the uh the Michael Jordan had a thing with that, like, I don't want you to be me. I want you to be better than me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's Type my thing. father. I yeah. said that at my father's funeral, he said those the same thing to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I remember taking that and running with it, and uh, so much so that I didn't even go to that that campus. I, I went to school in a, in Florida where I didn't know anybody really because I did I wanted to take my academic serious. Right, because when he, we had that conversation, he was like, "You think those people were doing what everybody else was doing at college?" Not at a Bible college where you haven't been to ra- ra- I never got like drunk or anything or high at Bible college personally. Like we, we were really good. I never had sex at Bible college. I was re- you know really good at Bible college. You were the as far as behavior goes, then I even wasn't. There was way more textbook people to me, but I never did those major things. Wow!
3: But were there people doing those things?
1: Yeah, and they there had... was little grace for a lot of those things. Like if you had sex and you like. Didn't go into the office and sort of apologize and maybe cry about it, then like you were getting kicked out for sure. What? Damn. Yeah, and I've so like I, I've cried over many people that are friends to me that got that got kicked out because mm. you think about it, but you're with people every day mm-hmm. and then like. You know, it's only, when I'm talking about these Bible colleges, the one up in New York has about 600 students and the one down in Florida has about 150 students. Oh, my god! So wow, we're not, wow. we're, we're talking a about ch- a tight knit group. Wow. You know, I see a, a you a every big day. big health have party amount, amount of people. It's probably something smaller <laughs> than like. And all the classes college, are right? together for each year. If you're oh. in a first year student, first year students have all classes together. You know what I mean? And it's a four year college? No, t- one year, two year optional.
2: Okay. Okay. Gotcha.
1: So I ended up transferring there to like get my four year degree. Mm. But before I end up transferring there, I, I'm going to try, like, I know, I don't know how deep we are in, but I'm just going to keep going. Okay, go ahead. you
2: good. Just go. Don't worry about it.
1: So I ended up going to school down in Florida, and uh, it would end up being, like, one of the most uh, impactful periods of getting friends. It wasn't, like, the craziest spiritual time. Like, I didn't, like, let go of, you know, whatever, you know what I mean, I needed to grow in or whatever. It was more so just growing friendships, you know, learning a foundational truth of the Bible, like, what they the classes were all biblical classes. We didn't learn math. We didn't learn English or anything like that. We learned about the Bible every day, four days a week, you should say. And um, then I went, I went to their second-year program up in New York. So now I transferred from being down there in Florida to going up to New York, and I hated it. Mm-hmm. Like, I hated it. I, I thought that I would have too many friends up there. That wasn't the case. It was just like, these friends were nothing like this family that I just made them that one year in Florida.
3: Right. And I
1: wanted to leave. But end up long, I, I there's only so many things I can share. It just was like through that year, my heart ended up getting changed, and uh, I, I, that whole perspective changed. Like, and I ended up getting closer to God than I had ever been before. My I, I, I became an RA. You know what that is, like a yeah, resident yeah. assistant. You know what I mean? Where you yeah. and I, the the thing that I was RA over the dorm that I was RA over and moved into midway through the year. You know, what I mean, when I started getting more serious about God and like getting my like I told you that that the second year was not like the first year. I was, you know, what I mean, kind of just not focusing on my stuff. But when I started taking it serious, I was asked to be an RA because there was a, a hole and people see people were seeing sort of the path that I was going on. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, he's a leader. We're asking him to do it. Dude, I move into this dorm. A week later, it burned down. What? <laughs> what? Burned down. That's wild. And me and everybody in it lost, well, everything that we had.
2: Oh, my oh, wow. God.
1: And the way the insurance works is it only covers the building, and not the stuff in yeah. it. Yep. So, wow. this was like a crazy time in my life where I went from like, I went off to Bible college for one year, great time. I go to second my, my second year, I hate it. But as the Lord began to like really work on me now, like change the things in my roots and then strip me from, you know, even my possessions. It set me on a new path. I remember getting a phone call in April from Jerry, the guy who led me to the Lord when I was 12, you know, through superheroes and all that. So, like last month? I'm sorry, April of that year, my second year. Of that year, okay, gotcha, gotcha. I remember getting a phone call from Jerry that April after my dorm burned down. Mm -hmm. And him asking me, he's saying, like, what are you going to do next year, man? Like, what are your plans? I said, well, right now I'm planning on going to Moody Bible College. It was a school out in Chicago. It, it's, a, it's a great school for Christians. Like if you get in, it's actually tuition is free. Wow! And only at that time it was like 247 students. I think they were admitting each year, so it was pretty competitive as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, if I get in there, I'm going there. In fact, it's the only school I applied to because I I have faith that I'm gonna go there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Like, really, you know, because, like, when well, you yeah. go to these small Bible colleges, it's like going, and not like so much up as it's like going to West Point for, like, but military, like, <laughs> you, you're, like, you're going to get into a Christian university that you want to go to. But I, to th- I think it's like
2: Bible every, colleges. I think every one of our friends who's applied to just one college, because they thought, they were like, I, you know, they were like a baby dad on <laughs> Mari. You're like, I am 1,000% sure. Going to Harvard. I'm getting him oh, Yeah, I got my
3: backflip sneakers yep, on. I got my them. black Air
2: Force's on. <laughs> I got my plaid shirt. I'm going to do a backflip.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> I tell to, him, I'm like, that, you know, I mean, that's my plan. He's like, well, I want you to pray about something. He was like, I want you to think about coming to live with me for a year in New Jersey. He mm-hmm. lived about in Burlington, which you guys know is about an hour north of here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, from where we grew up. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes... uh I want you to pray about coming live with me for a year. And everything that I'm a part of in this community, he was kind of a pastor. Uh, I want you to be a part of it. If I'm giving marriage counseling, I want you to be in the room. You know yeah. what I mean? If I'm doing this or that, I want you to be there. And like just basically telling me like I could learn from him the way that Jesus' disciples learned from him. You know what I mean? Like real life ministry. And uh, I was like, okay. My mind was blown, dude. And I knew God was doing something. So I said, look, I'm going to Canada this week. I'm going on a mission trip for a week. A mission trip is where Christians, like a trip where Christians will go on for some form of service, usually. I said, I'm going on a mission trip to Canada for a week. When i have an answer for you by the time I come back. I go to Canada, and uh, I'm about to cry telling this this. <laughs> I go to Canada, and I remember the guy who had founded the whole Word of Life Canada... You know, I mean he was the he was the big guy who like found this organization there. He was like, the way that I got he, he had this little devotional time for us mm-hmm. one morning where like you know we woke up at like seven, you know, we we got with him and he, he gave us a little message from the Bible. And while he did that, he was like, The way that I got to where I am in ministry today is just by saying <clears throat> yes when the Lord gave me opportunity. And I remember sitting back and just thinking, like, All right. There it is. Yeah, I, I
0: I really wish we had more positive people like that in this in this area. <laughs> like if everyone thought like you, mm-hmm. like, no. like there'd be uh, well not how do I how do I word that? If if everyone like looked at everything a little bit more positive, I guess is the the way I would word it. Um, there'd be a lot less everything around here crime, uh, yeah. everything.
1: <laughs>
0: but yeah. it's the total fucking opposite of that. <laughs>
1: no, nah, but we'll change it, man. We're, we're changing it slowly but surely, being positive. You know what I mean? You guys are too. Yeah, we gotta we gotta mm. start somewhere. So it's like,
0: there's yeah. just, just uh, South Jersey has this weird funk that no other part of any other state that I've ever been in has.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they they're like where I worked at the the nuclear power plant. It was the same. Like it it was killing me. Like my, my s- relationship, my wife struggled from that because oh, how wow. mean people are there, mm-hmm. you got to build a tough skin. Yeah. By the time I come home, my wife tells me one thing's wrong. I'm firing back at her because that's what I'm doing all day at work. You know what I mean? Everybody's, yeah. you know what I mean? It was, it was, wild. I lived,
0: I lived down South for, I'd say about five or six years and we would come up and visit every so often for Easter, or Christmas, whatever. Yeah. And we would always stop at Wawa, across Corner. That was, like, our, like, pit stop right before we got to wherever we were going mm-hmm. up here, staying up here. And I'd go in there, and living down south, you learn to make small talk with anyone that's around you. Like, that's a normal yeah. thing. It's a yeah. normal thing.
1: You hold and, the door for people.
0: Yeah. That's southern hospital. Like, yeah, like up, up here we only hold the door for people at Wawa. No, it yeah. was real. When yeah, I was in Florida for
1: college, I felt the same way. Really? Even Florida, it's yeah. like not really a South, but everybody it was. beeps their horn and yeah, waves at right.
0: <laughs> you. Everybody knows everybody. Like yeah. you don't have that around Florida here.
1: Or Nebraska's too. It's not a South, but the same Southern hospitality. You wave when what you, you drive. Yeah. You know
0: what I mean? And uh Jersey. I knew I was back in Jersey when I was trying to make small talk with the the chick behind the counter making my sandwich, and she's I'm sitting there talking to her, and she's like, "Fucking, can you like go do something else? Like you don't have you don't have to stand here and watch me do this."
2: I want to talk to you. I have a boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Something like that. Yeah, like I'm I. am being weird. Yeah, exactly. And I, I'm like, "Yep, yeah, I'm home. I yep. miss this. Like this is like this <laughs> like is me. Like this like is the is... Old man well, no, that, that's the thing. There's yeah. something
1: beautiful about it for me. Jersey there definitely is, like, is something beautiful place, about but.
0: it. But like anyone else, I don't. There's not that many people that can come here." Yeah, and fit from in. like
1: the south, for instance. Yeah. But you know what? It was awesome for my wife to come here because she understands me now. Like before we yeah. lived here, I was so rude, and it was getting, <laughs> like you know what I mean. It was only building up in our marriage, but then as soon as we came here, it was like, oh, this I is how they understand. joke. This is like you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now when I go down south and see my my family, my I'll be hanging out with my brother, and he'll have a couple friends over, and now I'm known as like. You know uh, Zach's wild brother from New Jersey that don't give a <laughs> fuck about what anyone thinks and says. I'm saying like that's funny, man. But yeah, yeah. there's there's definitely a uh, you're definitely a uh, what's the term I want to use uh, an, a an fucking, anomaly yeah of uh, just the funk that's around here. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's always nice and you're leaving have. ironically, which which is which is wild too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we gotta carry that on. Yeah. We gotta carry that, pay it forward.
1: Well, you know, I been back a lot, and um, also I hope that's a testament too to like, like I hope when I'm sharing my story, you hear that like God is doing all this stuff in my life. Like, like I know that not everybody's gonna believe in that, and that's fine. But I'm saying the way that I'm sharing it is that yeah. I didn't have nothing to do with this stuff. Like if you're hearing my story, I didn't even want to even go to camp where I got saved at. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I didn't want to. Uh, whatever. You know what I mean? There's a lot of things. Like, I didn't call Jerry and ask him if he had anything for, for me to do this following year. He yeah. called me and said, hey, what you doing next year? You know what I mean? And I didn't ask Scott to share advice. Like, I didn't ask this guy in Canada to share advice on, on what to do when Jerry asked me what yeah. I was doing next year. He, he came up with a message that said, when I get an opportunity, I say yes, and that's how I got to where I am a ministry. All this stuff was out of my control, and the, that's how I looked at that decision. I was like, I applied to Moody Bible Institute. You know what I mean? And if your guys are okay with me finishing the story. Like, yeah. It's like, I applied to Bible Institute, but this whole thing is Jerry called me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean? I had nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. And and so I took that principle I said, I found out that week. Oh, that was the other thing about it. I told Jerry, I said, I'm going to Canada and this is the week that we're hearing back if we got in or not. This is the deadline week. You know what I mean? It said by April 27th or whatever, you'll know if you got in. So while I was in Canada, I found out I got in. In fact, on the way to Canada, I found out. Wow. I got in. <laughs> so I go, okay, I'll have my whole week in Canada to know what I'm going to do. I heard that speech. I said, I'm going to live with Jerry in New Jersey. Dude, I can't tell y'all. I had this one, this one. Man, I'm like, all right. Whatever, on a podcast. I had this one guy <laughs> who was giving, he was, he was, he was giving me actually $200 a month at the time, like a missionary kind of thing. Super gracious. Mm-hmm. Like somebody who had used to be one of my youth leaders at the church, you know, some from of inner city. My mom and them didn't have no money for me to go to college. I took out loans. Not, yeah. I couldn't afford anything like a book or, you know, food or, or anything. So they kind of treated me that way. You know what I mean? They were like, we want to help you out. They gave me $200 a month. Sorry. Like for my second year of college, not my first year, but my second. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I remember when I told them that I was doing this thing with Jerry instead of going to Moody and I was going to try to raise support as a missionary because that's what missionaries do like if you're going to go to Africa or something like that for Jesus you what's the name obviously I just happened to be going to New Jersey Mm -hmm. and he they pulled their support because I wasn't going to college and almost everybody that had been in my Christian network when they heard that I wasn't going to Moody because listen it's 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 uh renowned. It's free. Is you that the
2: top Bible college? No, no there's no top. There's, no top. there's no top because
1: like... there's no top because a lot of that is based off of your theological preference. Okay. So it's hard to say. But from what I was coming from, yes, it was like for me, it was for the you, top. Was the for top? me, I didn't apply to any other one because it was the top. Okay. So. I called them, and I'm like, hey, I gotta let you guys know I'm not getting in. I called Jerry. I let him know we're doing this thing. I called my, my peoples, my mom, my friends and stuff. And like I said, my mom was always supportive, but my, um... Oh, that's a whole other story. I can't believe I didn't share that. My mom came to Jesus my senior year in high school. So everything that I shared about my mom and this old thing, everything about my mom changed when I was 18. I'm not gonna share it at this podcast, because that's another 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, like, now me and her are close, and she's super supportive, and I go with Jerry, but when it's like that's that's in April, by May, Jerry took a trip to Belgium. He has some family out there. Took a trip to Belgium, we get him he gets invited to work for this international organization out there called Serve the City. Long story short. Serve the City is in like 50 countries around the world. The whole focus of it is to identify major needs in a city like you know, Bridgeton might have crackheads or something like that. But, like, where I was in Florida, they had a lot of home, homeless veterans. Like, mm-hmm. we don't have that same problem in Bridgerton, but, like, Ooh, different right. cities have different demographics of needs. So identify the major needs, maybe it's five or six, and then organize big events and long-term, you know, solutions to address those needs. So maybe every Wednesday, hollow, you go to the orphanage and just play with the kids. That's a long-term okay. way to serve these kids. You just play with them. Mm -hmm. You know, but maybe every once a year we have a big service event where we get 20 people together and we go serve 10 different organizations like you need your walls painted, you need your parking lot cleaned up, whatever. So that will Serve the City. He gets asked to like, he's like by the director, the director goes, yo, we're having so many people that want to start Serve the City around the world that we need somebody to go answer the phone, but in person. You know what I mean? Like we need you to go. To them and help them start serve the city just go from being interested to actually starting and like while they're having that conversation he goes well one of the things is like, I got somebody coming live with me for a year and like this discipleship kind of relationship <laughs> and the dude goes two yeah, he goes great two for the price of one hmm. and um that's what ended up happening so like although I thought I was just going to be going to Jersey for the year I end up traveling in almost 30 countries that year oh, oh, oh wow yeah <laughs> What? Yep. That's wild. So, that is crazy. I ended up traveling like thirty countries. We ended up going all over Europe. We went to Africa. We went to South America. We ended up doing all this stuff with South. What's we'll served wow. the city? You know. That sounds
3: way better than Bible college. Yeah. And all this, all this happened. <laughs> was, all you know? this happened because
0: your mom worked at the Reminder and. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and she's like, "Yeah, you can take my my son for the for the week or whatever." Yep. Okay. That's wild, man. Yeah. But you know the the biggest thing I got from that. And, and pretty much everything is that
2: you acted on it. Like you can talk about it. You yeah, can, that's, you that's can something do, else too you acted on. Because you can like, have intentions. You can do, uh, you can say, oh, I want to go to college. But you actually acted on that. You actually had the insight to be like, this is something I've been praying on. This is something I've been thinking about. Yo, this is something I need to do. And you not only did you have clear intentions, but you acted on it and you were in the moment because like doing that kind of stuff. I can only imagine because you're in like kind of the worst parts of places. You're trying to bring light to the worst parts. Right. So essentially, you're just like you're going out to fix the problem. A lot of people here talk about it, but that's about it. You went out and seeked out that darkness. You brought out the light. And I think we need, <laughs> we need more people to take that on.
0: Yeah, yeah, even if it's not a, Thank a religious thing, like just people mm. that just act on things. Well, that Serve uh, the City
1: wasn't religious. It's good good you said well, that. Well, yeah. yeah. It wasn't actually, the, the way they worded it was, it was inspired by Jesus, but open to all, Serve the City was, you know what I mean, who we worked for. Because that, that was the thing In Europe dude You can't just preach about Jesus It's not the same as this, the Like going to Georgia And like saying Jesus And everybody says amen Yeah when Out there it's, it's not mostly Christians So when You know I mean When it's right. mostly Muslim yeah. What you end up having to do is You know we had this thing called Serve the city And like everybody wants to serve Kind of like that, that was the idea behind it Like a lot of people Want to do good things Yeah You know I mean You guys want You might not Like we sat here and said Like we We don't all necessarily believe In the same God Or the same version of God Or God at all But you guys want to do a lot
2: of the good things that I do. Yeah, the lowest common denominator, the biggest thing we have in common is serving others. Whether it's bringing entertainment or going to hang out with the disenfranchised.
1: And that's what what happened is we would serve and then the whole idea is if we're serving together, what I'm going to ask you is, how low do you serve? because I'm about to get on bed. you, bed. Like, you feel me? And then as yeah. soon as you, it's, it's not as so I can say what I'm going to say, but yeah. eventually I'm going to say, why well, I serve, and I'm going to tell you about Jesus. Yeah. I, may, I may, because I feel like he's the hope of the world. You know, I feel like he's <clears> going to <throat> change everything when I, when I explain this, message, not to try to convert anybody. It's just that like, I'm telling you what has changed my life, not so anybody else believes. It's just this is what's changed my life. You tell me why you serve. I'm going. I'm going to take it in the same way. That's
2: the bit. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the biggest question, though. It's like when you find your why.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. Your why is you want to serve God. My why could be, uh, I just want to find joy in helping
0: others or. Something like that. I told you uh, a little bit ago, like, I grew up Christian. I th- I'm i trying to think of when I stopped going to church. I'd say I was about 13 or 14. But I feel like it's the average age of, like, that's yeah. when you can make the decision. Like, your parents are like, uh, you don't have to go anymore if you don't yeah, want to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, what you were talking about earlier, how you would you would pray every night, and then, like, all these things happen, like, bang, 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 right after <laughs> another. Um, I w- I'm the kid that questioned everything. I was the, um, I was the one, like, something good would happen, and someone would tell me, like, it was, oh, it was Jesus, you you know, I prayed for it, blah, 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 mm-hmm. and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, do it again. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm that kid. Yeah. You're
2: troubleshooting.
0: Yeah, and that's, and that, that, ironically, I think that's, that's kind of where I'm at mentally in my head today, like, something could happen, and I'm, I'm so easily let down,
1: Dude, can I share a quick story with you that has nothing to do with Go ahead. It's kind on. Of no, go ahead. My friend Jerry, who I was telling you guys about, it led me to Jesus. He got asked to speak at this church one time. It was like a smaller church. I'd say about 56 people. And uh, Jerry never likes to just preach because he's really sick of people just talking about the Bible and never doing what mm-hmm. it says. So when he preached, he was like, I'm going to do something. So he gets everybody in a circle. And he says, you know, like not in one big circle. He gets like me- people in the circles of like five or six, let's say, mm-hmm. whatever it is. He's like, I want you to pick somebody in the circle to pray for. And while you're praying for that person, if you think of something encouraging to say to them, like if something comes to your mind at heart, I want you to actually say it. Because how many times do you think you might have thought something to say to me while we're yeah. talking now? You don't mm-hmm. say. It. Yeah. So because he was up there speaking, he didn't necessarily get into a group. But he had saw this, he had observed this one guy come in. He looked like one of you gentlemen from from the description. Like a bigger dude, a beard, somebody you don't predict to easily just sit there and cry. For uh-huh. instance, you know what I mean? Like a hard nosed guy. He come with his girlfriend, who he did recognize, but this was the first time he had come. Jerry saw him, he's like, I'm going to pray for him. You know I mean? He's on stage, he's just across the room, he's like, I'm going to pray for him. And while he's praying for him, he, he something comes to his mind where he felt like the Lord wanted him to tell him, God has so much attention on your life. So he hears this sort of thing and feels... It's not necessarily an audible thing. It's just a feeling. And he goes over to the guy. He's like, hey, man, do you mind if I pray for you? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he prays for him real quick and stuff like that. And afterwards, he's like, I feel like the Lord just wants me to let you know, man, that God has so much attention on your life. And the guy... Just breaks down, crying, and he goes. Ever since I walked in, like the, I walk in late. He and his girl walked in like late. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Lord, if you're real, God, if you're real, have somebody else walk in later than me. I have somebody walk in later than us. You know what I mean? No one did. He was like, "God, if you're real, have that light break right there flicker. You know what I mean? They never did. There was something about the music too. He said." And then he then was like, lastly, he was like, God, if you're real, have someone give me like an encouraging word during this time of prayer. Like, have somebody say something to me. And not only did Jerry say something to him, the thing that he said to him was, God has so much attention on your life. It's like, are you looking to see if I'm real? Like, I'm here. I have so much attention on your life. Like, Jerry had no idea what it was going through his mind. That he was just like looking for God's attention. That's cool. You wow. know what I mean? Like a little kid looking for their parents' attention. Like, Dad, are you listening? Yeah. It's like, yeah. I have so much attention in your life. And that guy, his life changed. He was, they become, they, that cold couple become some of the biggest servers in our church and stuff like that. <coughs> um, yeah.
0: Now with, yeah. um, now how, how long have you been preaching?
1: Yeah. So that, the whole story I was sharing, I guess we led up to about 2013 uh-huh. <clears throat> And, uh, that's when I went overseas and all that. That was 2013, 14, 2014. I took a job, uh, back with the college in uh-huh. Florida that I had previously went to. And I worked there for three years. And then I took a job as a pastor in 2017, in New Jersey. Okay. So right. I've been a pastor, uh, in Pittsgrove, New Jersey since August 4th, 2017.
0: Wow. Oh, wow. And that's, that's where I was talking about earlier, right? Like where my dad's buried. Yeah. yeah
1: right by yeah. the fire hall. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. November, yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah, and it's oh, it's right. I,
0: ironically I was I go out there um, every year May twelfth every year. Wow. Um, I'll buy a six pack of beer. Huh. And uh, What's I'll, today, I'll, huh? What's today? Today. That's
2: close. Yeah, that's today. That's twenty. That's what you said. Yeah,
0: 22. yeah. You went there today? No, 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 no. Oh. I I've, I've been hella oh. busy today, but I'd normally. I go out there. i can't say I'll you take went there on twelfth. It is May twelfth, you know, and then you didn't go there on
1: May twelfth, man. That's what... Well, today I didn't. To <laughs> of all days, That's up, yeah. Right? To,
0: of all days today, today I didn't. But no, I was, I as soon see. as I got done work, I came straight here.
1: Wow. Yeah. yeah no, I'm messing with
0: you. But um, <laughs> I normally go out there with like a, a six pack of beer, and um, I'll just sit out there. The one year I, I'd, with I'd, one year I was smoking out there, like and it. Was... Yeah, my
1: neighbor, the guy across the street always chases smokers away. Really? Yeah, the guy Craig, <laughs> he sees people funny. in that graveyard and he's like, Get out of there. Oh, that's and funny. Like, well, not in the graveyard, but you well, the Shalot kids always go over there and smoke. You
2: know what I mean? Uh, okay. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, because right. right. Shalloc's right there. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. But that's uh, wild. there's like, uh, I didn't know that there's uh, I always thought it was spooky that you see cats out there because it's literally in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you'll see cats just chilling on tombstones. No way. <laughs> Black cats. Yeah. And, um. Typical creepy shit. Yeah. And then I found out that, um. I was talking to somebody about it and they explained the whole thing of, yeah, the, you know, it's hot out there all day all those stones get warm and the cats will lay on them and they're pretty much just like heat rocks like lizards. Oh, and they are out there just chilling on these tombstones. Just chilling out on this heat rock all day. It's like, lizards?
3: Yeah. <laughs> I just Solid was... explanation. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be very comforting to hear. Be like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, I I just I find it very uh ironic that that's the church that wow, yeah. that yeah that, that you're at. Um <laughs> wow. I I do have uh weird questions I feel like I would want to ask a pastor if I had a chance.
3: Yeah.
0: Especially being uh the age I am and the things I think about and uh I would say I'm the the odd one out of us three. So I I definitely have the uh the weird stories and questions. Um, first thing I, I want to ask is, which I, I've already told them before you even got here, was I've always liked how people explain what angels look like. Mm. Right? There's this. There's <laughs> this, now. You you probably know where I'm. Where I'm. No, I don't where have I'm any clarity. No. Okay. Thing. It so, sounds
1: like one of those questions that I never wanted to be asked. But go ahead.
0: <laughs> um so <laughs> paintings and like pictures stuff like that you always get told that like angels are like you know you see like the greek goddess with the with the olive thing the and, the, the, the and, the and, and the white robe and the Halo the harps Halo. and you know, yeah. and but in the in the bible correct me if i'm wrong uh Angels are depicted as, like, you know, 12 wings and 40 eyes and... Well, it's definitely
1: uh, different, like, every yeah. time, you know what I mean? And the
0: only thing I can think of is, like, Bayonetta enemies or, like, something from <laughs> Devil May Cry or something, like, something outrageous.
1: Well, <laughs> all right. You that's know, a great question. I, I think, for for one, I want to say that people who teach in-depth on those matters versus, uh-huh. like, what angels look like... What happens as soon as you die? Things like that. Yeah. What What the end times will look like? When people teach real in depth on those things, they're always wrong. Because you, when you try to teach mystery, you and you try to teach it dogmatically, like correctly for sure, you will always end up in heresy. You cannot mm-hmm. teach mystery. So, uh, those people that say you know Jesus coming back in 2012 like Harold Campin from New Jersey said you know was going to Oh happen I always
0: back. loved like every 3 4 years you'll see like some billboard on the south side of bridge and it's like judgment day Yeah. yeah, yeah. May 2nd so your <laughs> stuff I'm also buying houses
1: all cash. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like, come on. <laughs> we know these guys are wrong. But the same thing happens with the afterlife. The same thing happens with a lot of the supernatural. And uh, now, not all the supernatural, you know what I mean? Like, there there are things that we experience, I've experienced, you know, as well. And maybe if somebody did see an angel, for instance, then they could give an accurate depiction of that angel. But it's mm-hmm. not going to be... I, I'm not saying that, that that has happened. I'm just saying that, you know, for whatever, like reading a depiction of what somebody has said in the Bible, or, or you know, that may be one scenario of it, but that doesn't mean that's what all angels look like. For instance, there's three scenarios where somebody sees Jesus. One, Ezekiel sees him. Another one, Isaiah uh, sees him. Another one, well, we don't know if it's like Jesus or Isaiah, but another one, uh, John sees this depiction of, of God that looks like a man. So we mm. assume that it's Jesus, but it's not like bodily Jesus, it's just that, like like Ezekiel looks up and he's like I saw this thing that looked like a man but it was on fire but it also like the upper body looked like a rainbow and metal like it was like you know what I mean what the the craziest trippiest thing that maybe he was trying to describe is what it was but it was different than what John explained Right. and maybe they both saw the same thing but I can tell you between John Ezekiel and Isaiah their response was all the same they just fell on their face he cried so essentially
2: basically when you say mystery saying things that have not, that are basically anecdotal in the Bible. Like, people, there's no concrete way to prove that angels look like this. But it's the essence of the message. It's the essence of
1: where that's coming from. Yeah, because how can we really prove it? And the same thing like with, like, you know, I mentioned the end times thing, because that's a big divider from, like, Christianity. Because, like, there's something called the rapture in Christianity. You guys probably remember the movie, like, Left Behind, for instance. You know, like, the idea was that, like, God's going to come back in the clouds, and he's going to call the people from the earth into the clouds to meet him there, and then he's going to take them away. And when he takes them away, there's going to be a tribulation on this or earth. Like,
0: uh, this is the end? Have you, you ever seen this is the end? And they're just getting, like, sucked up? Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen it. This is the end is basically <laughs> oh, the left behind. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. Yeah. Wild wow, is heavy. Do me a favor and watch that like, <laughs> ASAP. Yeah.
1: You guys are going to get me in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They, uh, you know what I mean? But it, th- that's like that idea is that God, so that's called a pre tribulation rapture. That means that before the tribulation, a seven year period of wildness on the earth, God's going to rapture his people. A lot of Christians believe that. A lot of Christians also believe in something called a post tribulation rapture. There's an idea also presented that people believe the same Bible and the same words and the same text teach that the tribulation will happen at the end of the seven years. Why? Because it's not clear in Scripture. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. There's also a huge demographic that believe the the tribulation will happen in the middle of the tribulation when there's something called the abomination of desolation that happens, and then there's a crazy amount of people that believe there's no such thing as the rapture, and they all believe the same Bible. Well,
0: the the, the crazy. not only the rapture, but the book of Revelations itself was just depicted of a dream, right? Well, wasn't it just a a guy had a vision or something, and he's like, this is this is all going to happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, it's super not... I mean, it's very, very common. Very vague? No, well no.
0: Like, dream, I guess?
1: Yeah, I mean, you can say that there's a lot of takes on Revelation. Like, for instance, you could have been that, could have been that. But also, why is this guy writing a letter? Why is he where he is? <laughs> yeah. You know, he's on an island, and he's been exiled. Why? Because the emperor really doesn't want Christianity to spread in fact, he's already kicked all the Christians out of Rome. He's already blamed a huge uh, tragedy in Rome on Christians, so everybody in Rome would hate the Christians. And he's begun to chase them all out, but it is not dying out because there's plenty of Christians. And know. what ends up happening is it gets to a point, scholars believe, that you know, if they were to kill John, who was called Jesus' best friend throughout Jesus' lifetime, John the Beloved, if they would have killed him, there may have been an uproar. You know what I'm saying? This is this is a what happened to Julius Caesar thirty years before Jesus was born, when the people didn't like what he was doing, he got shanked, right?
0: He got stabbed in the back. The
1: people really need to be on board with what the emperor is doing, or else the emperor might be in some trouble. So if he causes a bigger uproar. And he begins to mess with people's money. He begins to, you know, hurt business. He begins to, you know, shake things up to where they begin to have other consequences. It's going to be a problem. So instead of killing John, but they still still Christianity, what they do is they exile him to Patmos in island. But he still has a message to send. Well, well, how would he be able to send this, though, if Christianity is, like, done? John's right. the last apostle that we know that lived. By this time, Christianity is, like... Not, it's not nice that it's done, day. it's just that not, not done, I'm sorry, that's a misuse of words restricted. It says that say, like it's restricted So I can't send you a letter The way Paul was sending letters earlier Because they're going to be stopped in their tracks You know what I'm saying? I'm saying? Mm. So there's, there's a large uh, demographic of people out there That believe the, the letter of revelation What they call as preterist Which means it was written for the time period of that day But it was just written in co- code so when you talk about the mark of the beast, for instance, there was a mark that people actually had to get wow. during that time for, to, to go to the markets in the city of Rome to be able to purchase the items. You know, and there's, so the, and, and now it's just one example. I'm saying you can go study for yourself, but there's many, peop, there's many th- people who believe you can explain everything almost in the book of Revelation to, to be according to that time period. And then there's many people who believe that it's a mixture, it's like, hey, part of this was apocalyptic for that time, and then part of it was for the future as well. They call those partial preterists. And um anyway, I I don't mean to go too balls deep in it, I just mean to say that there's there, there's so many ways that you can take so many different things. And um that, that leads us into the book, really, because that's that's the whole thing. It's like Christianity often starts with the same concepts. Like we believe that God is Father, His Son, Holy Spirit. We call that the Trinity. Mm-hmm. And we believe that the Son Jesus manifests Himself in the flesh. He was born as a man, and baby Jesus, about two thousand years ago. But He was fully man, and He was fully God. You know, He was. You know what I mean? And there were certain limitations as God that He, you know, allowed Himself to go through. But this is what we call the Trinity. And we believe this man Jesus lived a sinless life. At the end of His sinless life, He died. And what you got to remember from the beginning of time, when people sinned from the first time, when Adam and Eve ate of the tree, you guys all know the story Adam and mm-hmm. Eve in front of a tree. One of the first things God did is cover them with skin from an animal. It indicates that from the first sin, there was a sacrifice to cover their body. And one of the things that God paints throughout the scriptures is that I'm not trying to preach to you guys. I'm just, I probably. No, go talk ahead. Like preach a on. It's like a history lesson. Well, I'm talking I'm like a preacher guy. I'm a preacher bride, but. Well, from the first sin, there was, there was, they were cover, covered with this skin, and there was a sacrifice from the first sin. And what, what God has painted is this picture throughout the beginning of the Bible that for sin to be covered, there had to be a shedding of blood. That's just, I'm not going to try to sit here and explain to you guys the reason behind that. I'm just going to say that that was the system that was originally set up for, the, for sin to be covered, there had to be a shedding of blood. And, you know, you guys will often maybe hear a uh, sacrificial lamb or, or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, there, there was a whole temple that would be established. There was a system that was set up for how you would sacrifice. But by the time this is going on for like a long time, you get to the last book and what the Bible calls the Old Testament. You guys know there's the Old Testament and the New Testament. Yeah. There's before yeah. Jesus and after Jesus, in other mm-hmm. words. And by the time it gets to Jesus' life, the last book is talking about how they're given three-legged lambs. They're giving blind lambs. They're not giving the best of the best, the spotless, blemished unblemished lambs anymore. That's like even the sacrifices have gotten lazy. We know that this has always that's been funny. a temporary fix anyway. Like you were only getting, you know, saved from your sins, per, you know, quote unquote, temporarily anyway. You yeah. never really had a so. They're,
0: so that what you're saying is they were only getting like three-legged lamb fixes. Like they're like, <laughs> <laughs> like you know what? You're all, that's the way I'm.
1: That kind of—I guess—I yeah. mean, they weren't like being like, horse like and buggy, eternally yeah, saved from fixed. hell and stuff. Yeah. whatever like, it
0: right, was. I'm, I'm a horse half and buggy too. Yeah,
2: the horse and buggy got fixed, with the,
1: spo- the food spoiled. I mean, it's a, it's, <laughs> that's a great way to put it. And so yeah. Jesus comes into the picture. He's like everything that the law tried to accomplish in like atoning for your sins. I'm going to do on a perfect level. And so when Jesus dies. He pays, as, like, he sheds his blood. You know, that's why, like, the blood is the big idea in, in Christianity. Like, he sheds his blood and pays for sin the way a lamb would, but he doesn't in eternal way. Why? Because he actually dies. He faces death, but then he, he defeats death, and he rises from the grave. So the Bible says the wages of sin, the payment of sin, is death. So Jesus paid that.
0: Yo. Listen, folks. When is the last time you tried a product, and it was so damn good, you turned it around, looked at the back, tried to find a website, a phone number, something, and you actually reached out to that company? Uh, I had a, a energy drink, uh, Baja Lime Raise Energy. It was so damn good, I reached out to them and said, "Hey, is there any way possible I can get a discount code for the podcast?" They instantly wrote me back and said, how's 15% off your entire order? So listen, you go to repsports.com, put everything you want in a cart, use the code word burnbridgepod, that's all one word. At checkout, you get 15% off your entire order. That's repsports.com, use the code word burnbridgepod, all one word, and you get 15% off your entire order.
3: Uh, my wife wants me to come home early tonight, and that's our and that's our honestly already blue, so it's already good. Oh, I, I get that ass every week. Yeah, every single week. I promised her a
0: movie tonight though, so I gotta watch it. Sarah knows. Sarah knows that like this is my day of the week, yeah. mm-hmm. and she'll still text me and go, "When are you coming home?" When I'm like, like I, I'll tell her like I'm recording. I love you. I'll see you when I get home. And I put my phone on silent, upside down, and it's just me talking. Um, but, uh, yeah, I want to get back to, to, to you. What
1: did we take the note on though? Are we on, are we live right now?
0: Yeah. yeah. I, okay. all I got was me talking about my crazy ass girlfriend. That's awesome. no, it's good. Um, my other question for you, I'll skip the dinosaur question. We'll just go, we'll just, we'll just skip that <laughs> one. <laughs> we'll skip that one. <laughs> um, I enjoy, um,
1: there's totally something, though, we were supposed to pick up on. But, like, the listeners are like... The listeners oh, it like, says,
0: it says, uh, led up to the story of Jesus. That's what I was told to write down.
1: Oh, okay, all right. Do you want me to finish that, or you want to ask your question? You can. Go, go ahead, go ahead. Well, there was one more thing after that that, 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 that makes that make sense.
0: You said, let up to the story of Jesus, and then uh, the book. That's what I was told to write down.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. No, that's cool. No, I was just saying how the Old Testament led up to Jesus making a sacrifice. There you go. That's that was, that's what I, I think that's we were just we're talking about how the Old Testament was always like a temporary sacrifice and Jesus was a permanent sacrifice. But I think that's good. I don't remember why we were sharing that story. So to
0: but... to throw in with that, my my question is: um, I've always had a fascination with um certain books in the Bible that have like crazy ass stories that like no one talks about. Like everyone. <laughs> Every everyone always brings up like the you know, no gays this that the other no gays but they they never bring up like right next to it it's saying like can't eat seafood yeah you can't wear two types of cloth you can't do that you can't cut your hair can't get tattoos no one there's no signs next to the no gays ones that are saying that <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah there's nobody like, out there <laughs> rallying
3: against <laughs> people with tattoos. Or or shrimp <laughs> or shrimp or anything like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, but
0: I, I, yeah. I, I do like the the other ones that are like. <laughs> I love it. There's
1: the, the,
0: there's the one story about like people are are saying it, it was like an alien spaceship. Like it was something there was a glowing light in the sky. They could they were trying to. It was a UFO. Pretty much is what the description of it was. Or uh, what was the other one that I said I I always thought was weird. Um, making bread out of out of animal dung, just random <laughs> random things that like. All right, those
1: are two stories in the
0: Bible that don't exist.
1: I just want to clarify. <laughs> From my knowledge, there's no UFO or bread out of dung stories. Trying. I want to say it was. Deut- say Bible. Bible. I want to they say, say
2: a it was, tasty section in the. Bucket.
0: I want to say it was
2: Deuteronomy. Could
1: be testing my scholarship right now, but I want to make. Is it Deuteronomy
0: that's like stories that's just like
1: well. Oh uh, sure. I mean, there's a there's a lot, you know. I mean, there's a lot of books. Uh, First Chronicles, Second Chronicles are definitely like, whatever. I mean, there's uh, there's there's plenty of books there. So, as in, like Genesis, uh, some
0: of the stories are like right. eyewitness, like this is what I seen, this is what I got out of the, the situation. Like it's not like I mean, everyone knows the entire Bible is not, you know, God, God, Jesus. There's also like you know the story of Gideon and the story of like right,
2: right.
0: Nozark, all that. Um, but yeah, there's, a, I, I'm telling you, I, 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 we we need a Jamie here. That's what we need.
1: <laughs> well, no, I think even if we can't get the specific stories, it's still good to just talk about the concept,
0: you know, yeah, like what about that,
1: the weird stuff?
0: Yeah, no, I enjoy the weird stories. I enjoy the weird stuff pretty much. I guess, I is guess what, what's coming out all of the this. the weird
2: stories mostly? <laughs> well, no, no. If there
0: are. You always get the wholesome, like. Listen stories pounded in the yeah.
1: stories that you think are normal are way more weird than you think, too. And so that, I've had
0: that explained to me as well.
2: Yeah. I um, mean With just like the context behind everything and
1: Yeah. Yeah. See the thing about it is like a lot of times people are preaching the Bible the way we read it in English. Like right. you could hear a really good sermon by how the Bible is read in English. If I say, like, for God has so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. John 3, 16, the most popular verse in, in, in the United States. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can say that, and I can preach a good sermon just based off of those words. But you guys have no idea what the history of John 3 is. You don't know what the context of John 3 is. And you don't know why Jesus said that.
0: That's definitely the, the Second Amendment of uh,
1: <laughs> or <why> John- Bible <laughs> verses. Like, that's
0: the one that's, like, what's what's john 315 uh, i'm like i have no oh, idea no. what that says right. john yeah john 316 i know what john 316 says though. a wrestler made it his own so
2: costume.
1: that's the thing about weird things in general though mm-hmm. is like you you bring up a verse like uh like, one of the ones you referenced, it's like, they, it may sound weird, and like, why why aren't we not addressing it that right way? But it's like, what's the context behind it, good or bad? So, for instance, like, the, I'm writing this book right now called That's Not Biblical. Let me tell you the story behind it, not like, promo the book necessarily, because but it really answers the question exactly. I was going to, I, was, I told you guys my story where I was working at a Christian college. Well, while I was working at a Christian college in Florida, I was going to this church in Tampa. A church called Watermark. It was awesome. It was like... I was 18. These guys had like beards, you know. You flannels. You could drink coffee during the church service. Wow. The music was indie folk style music. His name's I Priest.
0: Think I I kind of want to go. Well, yeah, right now,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> like, you can. If anybody's listening, the music is Priest and Phillips. He's still making music. Is my friend Tommy Phillips that makes music? Um, Priest and Phillips. You find him on Spotify and all that stuff. Anyway, they they were playing like their own original music and stuff, and I was like blown away. When I like, So I started going to school there, and, and as I worked there, you know, years later, I met my wife. My wife and I would end up going there together. Uh, my wife would join the staff of that church, you know what I'm saying? That dude wow. ended up marrying my wife and I. He premarital counseled my wife and I, all while I'm working at this college. Now, at the college, if you were a student there, imagine you come from out of town. Let's say, I, like me, I came from out of Jersey. How do I know what churches are in Tampa, Right. <clears throat> so maybe you try some out or whatever. Well, there was certain uh, parameters on trying out a church. It had to be a part of, like a, a staff member had to go there, and, you know, they had to have similar theology, you yeah, I mean, you know, with the same beliefs as God as as our school did. So, <clears throat> anyway, one Sunday, this is like 2016, so like I've been going there for years now. My, wife, my wife's on staff, we've already been married. One Sunday, a woman gets up and preaches. Now, if you don't know, women preaching is a very controversial topic.
0: Really? <clears throat> oh yeah. Wow. I didn't. I didn't know. That. But yeah. now that you say that, I'm thinking. Sitting here, I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen a a woman on stage talking. Yeah. Like it's never. It's always been a man.
3: Yeah.
0: With a book oh, in his hand. Have.
3: Yeah. My grandmoms watched so much. Uh, different. Christian, like the only one I can. <laughs> that, uh... Yeah, I've seen a few of The only There's one I can a... think I've of seen couples.
0: The only one I can think of is that. <laughs> Remember
3: that little old, this little old
0: white lady dressed up as a nun on TV on like the Christian uh, yeah. channel. It's the only one I can think of.
2: <laughs> 700 Bro, I'm pretty sure
3: she's <laughs> still alive. I
0: know, like <laughs> exactly. the old like so, nun lady or whatever it was, yeah, sitting in a chair. <laughs> She was. would sit
3: there wearing her rosary. And she, yeah,
0: she I, that's the and only married, one I could think uh, of. She's a married uh, man uh, 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 Yeah.
3: Even, yeah she looks just... like the mummy from Tales from the Crypt. Like, she, yeah. Like, she looks terrible. <laughs> 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 she really does. Yeah, she needs to go home to <laughs> Jesus. She really, like, Oh, right. sweet.
0: oh she was that old <laughs> when we were she's kids,
3: She
1: probably is, but man, yeah. she's...
0: Yeah. No. <laughs> She's holding on So sure. yeah back to what you're saying though.
1: Well the woman preaches. It's like what is a verse in the Bible I want to give you an example of How the Bible can be taken You know So 1 Timothy 2 chapter 11 says Let a woman learn quietly With all submissiveness I do not permit a woman To teach or exercise authority Over a man Rather she is to remain quiet so let me pause. there. Go
0: I'm gonna write that down because I'm gonna say yeah. that yeah. when no, I get home. Hey babe, hey
1: babe, We're going to church. Babe.
0: <laughs> hey, babe, Timmy Timmy says something
2: that I gotta <laughs> say to you. Timmy <laughs> hey, babe. Hey, babe.
1: <laughs> so that's crazy, right? It, it seems really, so, wild. So if you You know how like People would be like I just want to preach the Bible You know what I mean It's like What's biblical Well like that It does say that in the Bible And mm. and like when you talk about Tattoos and stuff like that One mm. of the ways Christians say is like well that's Old Testament Because for instance yeah, We don't live by law anymore We live by I've the I've had Jesus that Christ. argument
0: before as well but Well like, it's easy oh, argument
1: It's winnable It yeah. is It's true Like those are old rules we're, under, we're not under those anymore Yeah And that's okay So but this is not explainable that way Is it Because this is the New Testament. This is after Jesus. So, why would Paul say this? And is this all there is to look at? I want to point two verses beforehand. It says, Likewise, also that a woman should adorn themselves in respectable apparel, with modesty and self-control, not with braided hair, and gold, or pearls, or costly attire. So, just point out two simple things. I automatically on so a Friday, right? Right. So women can't have braided hair or gold jewelry either. So first <laughs> off, if you if you're in a conservative Christian community, they're quick to talk about the women being submitting to men, you know, factor going yeah. on. But the whole braided hair and gold jewelry, which is two verses beforehand, is not even mentioned. Now, I want to again go back to the story real quick before I go in on that. I'm at, you know, this church service where this woman preaches. It's my church, but there's... And I'm a staff member at this Bible college that has rules about where you can go to church. Not so much for me as a grown-up, but there's 18-year-olds, you know what I mean, stuff like that. Yeah. Students that are just getting their foundational teachings that are also going there. I would say there's at least a dozen of them at this service. Right. So... I remember sitting in the service and thinking, like, man, I wonder what they're going to think. I wonder how. I wonder what is going through their minds. As a woman gets up there and speaks, but not only does a woman get up to speak, she speaks on the feminine characteristics of God. It talks about how God is like how women are also made in the image of God. So like how we call, we call God our Father, mm-hmm. and that's what Jesus called Him. I think that's appropriate. That's what we should call Him. Just out of all clarity, <clears throat> because that's what Jesus called Him, but. At any rate, there are characteristics about uh, uh, you know nurturing. There's there's parts of the Bible. I think Isaiah fourteen is the reference where it talks about God being in labor pains with Israel. Like there's certain relation you know uh, relational ties that we can see in God's uh, just as much as uh, man is made an image, in image image of God. A woman is made in the image of God. You know what I mean? The Same way. So she began preaching on that, and the thing is, if my pastor would have preached on that, nothing would happen. We were just, yeah, you guys just heard me say that, and you were like, yeah, that mm. makes sense. That's how the whole church would have taken it. But because a woman preached, everybody was up in arms, and because a woman preached on the femininity of God, it went even further. So, I, I'm on a flight to a conference that day. Like, I'm heading out of town, you know what I mean? I fly out for a week, I come back the following Monday, it's still the talk of the town in my, in my college. I get into the office. The first person I encounter goes, You hear what happened last week at uh, Watermark? I'm like, Yeah, you know, I was there. Um, they were like, A woman preached. I was like, Yeah, I know. They were like, And she called God a, a woman. I'm like, No, man. You know, I started trying to clear the air, but like, everybody was having that exchange with me to the point where my director calls me into the office, the director of the whole organization there in Florida and he informs me that they're going to be banning the students from going to the school because it was kind of like just con- it was contradictory to the foundational teachings that they were giving the students. Wow. So I was like I wasn't even upset <clears> about <throat> it. I, I understood where he was coming from. It was but I'm like okay you know it was disappointing. It, but he's a good friend of mine. Honestly he's a good friend of mine. So it's it just was like dang it's just sucked. And then I go to lunch and somebody sits at my table then wouldn't normally sit with me, you know. And the first thing he asked, he goes, is here having a watermark last week? I'm like, yeah, I was there. He's like, a woman preached? I'm like, yeah, no. He's like, she called him. He was like, well, no. He goes, well, you're not going to go to that church anymore, are you? I was like, why not? Because mind you, I know the students can't go, but that has nothing to do with me. Like, mm-hmm. my wife is on staff there. Yeah. I was like, why not? He was like, well, that's not biblical. And that's the name of my book. That phrase right there. Um, that's good. not biblical. He goes, that's not biblical. I was like, well, what do you mean? And he referenced the verse I just referenced you guys, that women should be silent, and that women should submit, submit to authority. And I go, but what about two verses beforehand? Man? And it's like, I know both my wife and your wife have had braided hair, and they both have gold rings on right now. So what do we do? Maybe there's something contextual that would explain why this thing was written. It would explain how the readers of that day would have read it. And then it would give us a little bit better understanding of how we should take it in this day. Because there's a lot of things like that. And there's things talking about where women should wear head coverings. And they'd be literally in sin if they weren't wearing head coverings at their gatherings. But our wives don't wear head coverings. So how come we can take that about women, but we don't take the talk, the, the idea that women can have a voice now? You know what I mean? And that that's just a whole idea of a cultural thing that we mm. need to kill.
0: And... and- to add on to that me I've I've always um like I I've told you before, I'm not a super religious person, but I respect all aspects like you're at your peace. That's how you found your peace. Yeah. So you you share peace with other people. And that's what that should be about. Mm-hmm. And when when we were just off, we were talking about like the, you know, evangelicals and all that. Um Yeah, the uh, uh what, what was I getting at with this? What was the last thing you said? I have to remind myself. I was just saying that,
1: like, <laughs> you know, these are, you know, people are taking things but not considering the context, you know, and and that's something that we got in kind of... Oh,
0: double standards, yeah. or like, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that was a thing that always bothered me, too. It was very, um, it kind of scared me away, and I, you've probably heard that a lot from a lot of people, how, like, people have been scared away from going to church.
2: Yeah.
0: Um... There's been things that are like, uh, I'll bring up, um, like the whole Lil Nas X thing. Yeah. Right? Crazy thing. Right? (laughs) totally understand. Seen the video. Yeah. But I seen it as, as, you know, I looked at it at the other side of this, this kid, this brilliant kid, um... Was trying to find guidance all his life. Always got pushed away from church. And this is like him, I guess, just like... I, get, I wouldn't say like a shot back or nothing. But, uh, you know, he's doing what they're saying he's doing. In terms of like, you know, you're sinning, you're bad, you're this, you're that. Yeah. He's purposely going out there and going, I'm just going to do it since you're pinning all this on me Yeah, since, anyway, I'm, since I'm going
2: to hell or whatever it's depicted as. I'm yeah, that's
0: the true. way i seen that. But, the, but, you know, media kind of blows things out of the water sometimes, and uh, it takes one person <laughs> to say something,
3: and it's like, yep, we're going to stick with this. This is the story. I'm a little more simplistic. I just see somebody that knows how to stay relevant and make money. That, yeah, that, <laughs> that, that, that too. Yeah. He could be trolling, you know. Yeah, that, you, that as well. I'm going to take... get my name back around the internet again. Yeah,
2: but he's an artist. There's still some like... But I'm, some I'm also... It. So yeah, you can't take artist. art too serious too sometimes. Yeah, yeah, that too. So it's like, I'm also
0: a fan of hiding behind... I was just going to say that. Hiding behind the art. Um. Yeah. The... I mean,
1: I would just love to talk to him because the idea is we don't know what he... No. What do you have behind it? But, and, and
0: I I, pu- I put the same thing with um, I was also gonna bring up like uh, extreme groups like uh, uh, Westboro Baptist Church mm. for instance. Um, I <laughs> there's okay to put that in perspective. Uh, I I know people that are like anti-Muslim. I hate yeah. Muslims. Blah blah blah. Um, and I always have to bring up like all of them or just this little group that we have a problem with in the U.S. And then I have to compare, like, usually they're a Christian person. And I'm like, well, you you believe everything Westboro Baptist Church has to say, right? Like, they're all Christian. They're Christian people. They're like, Mm -hmm. ah, no. Like, that's (laughs) a totally different group. I have nothing to do with them. (laughs) Like, yeah, it's exactly the way that they're looking at. Like, most Muslims are like, I was, to what I'm told, uh, Islam is like the most peaceful religion in the, in the entire world. So for that to even be a, uh, a, a, don't yeah. know. Very stereotypes, I guess is, is yeah, where I'm man. getting at with this. Like, uh, there's also Christian stereotypes that are very, um, I, I look over like, I, I, I know you're at your peace. I know other, you know, everyone else is at. as long as everyone's chill, as long as we can make fun of everybody and everyone shuts up, I think I'm uh, happy.
1: Yeah. I, I guess. I yeah. mean, I, I remember coming home and just being around friends and family, and the idea that I had was like, look, this is something that I, I I love, and then I'm firm in my faith. And if somebody ever comes to a point where they need a message of hope, <clears throat> where they're going through a hard time, like I've had friends who've lost their parents. Like one of my best friends from high school lost their parents while I was you know, a pastor here. And they asked me, you know, I'm the blue kind of to do their parents' funeral. And for me, that was one of the biggest honors. I was like, that's why I'm home. I was mm. like, this person never come to my church, you know what I mean, or anything like that. But if people in my neighborhood know <clears throat> when they do need somebody like that, and when they do fall on that hardest time of their life, and even though they've not been religious, now they're having questions, Donald's here. You know what I mean? I'm here. Whatever, mm. you know, whatever you need. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. I don't have that same sentiment that everybody should be at their own peace and I'm cool with that. No, I wouldn't tell everybody about Jesus, like to be honest with you guys, because that, that's really believe, what I believe to be the living hope of this world. And that's cool. I'm not going to make you guys, like I'm not going to tell you guys about it to the point where it hurts our relationship. But I, yeah. I, I will be honest with the fact that I do believe it's truth and that I don't believe your truth trumps that truth. It's just how I'm coming. And we yeah, yeah. about, we'll talk about that another time. That's okay. We'll, we'll talk about that every time we get together if we want to. But, and if we never want to talk about it, then whatever. But, you know, we know that's how we're, you know, we're laying it out. And, and if I can share that hope, I will. But if I can show you that hope, I bet it'll be more impactful. And what I mean is, I believe that communities that are broken can be healed. I believe that I believe marriages that, yeah. that look like, you know, they're getting ready to reach divorce can be saved. Because that's what the message of Jesus, Jesus shows. And if I can show you that through my life, then regardless if you let me ever preach that to you, then it's going to preach something deeper. And regardless if you ever believe in the same God if I believe in, then at least you were able to see that.
0: That's, honestly, that's probably one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I think that's a, uh, if you want to say anything else, that's a beautiful way to end it. I'll, I I'll end it so at either. that. Yeah. yeah. Cool.
1: That
0: was good. Um, Yeah, thank you for uh, coming over and and talking. I thought I was, that was, this might be one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well,
1: Joel was asleep at home, so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like. Joel was like, bird.
1: Usually. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Like, how how (laughs) bad is he not going to finish the movie with his wife?
0: Uh, he's he's going to struggle through it He's going to no uh, struggle through it yeah, he's yeah, yeah, I was
3: here the whole time I was just chilling You were doing your thing Talking Like <laughs> I'm just going to chill and listen Because this is interesting And this, and this all is all this why in.
0: And this is why we're making um, Hashtag fuck Joel shirts Pretty
3: soon Because Joel listens <laughs> he's good. Oh, Joel listens to an entire story Fuck Joel <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: Um uh we we need it to was intrigued oh, I have to I have to <laughs> plug in too before I get into everything else. Um every week we've <clears> added <throat> on to something to this barbecue that we're doing. And I actually have um a good buddy of ours, uh my my barber pep coming over for about two, three hours with an open <laughs> chair. And we're cutting hair at this barbecue as well. Also, he's he, He's up to He's Oh, the, I'm trying to throw, like, a Snoop Dogg music video in my backyard at the end of the month. Hey, it's going to be lit. Everybody should show up. Um, uh, what else was I... Oh, the whole pep thing. Um, I've even gave up, because he, he knows I have a pretty hairy back. I gave up the idea of him putting a, a picture, squaring off my back hair, and putting a picture in my back... And getting it done in front of everybody, he said he'll he'll th- think about that. I guess, but he <laughs> were but he was putting the Wawa on your yeah. back, bro. <laughs> he was up for it, which I thought was funny. Um,
2: so yeah, the cheese on your back.
0: Yeah, um, he was like, as long as you have a little canopy thing for me, I'm cutting hair at your at your joint. I was like, okay, so cool. Crazy.
3: So uh, you should get the Zogies logo shaved into your back. The, and the Zogies logo, Zogies. yeah. <laughs> Advertise yeah. Advertise. <laughs> Hey, hey, take, take like like track, right? Yeah, take my shirt
0: off. Yeah, oh yeah, they make hundred dollar subs. It's what? outrageous. Yo, yeah,
1: come to the yeah. You, come with, you come with
0: the logo yeah.
3: shaved into your back. You're getting one at least
0: for half off. If you for the, I, yeah, I should do that. I'd uh, that'd be yeah, should. I should make that, a, subs, that yeah. a thing. Yeah, there's like crab meat and shrimp and oh, all this sh- other crazy stuff on it. Yeah, scallops or whatever. I can't.
3: Oh I'm probably I'm God. probably completely wrong with all the ingredients. But there's there's other subs that don't cost. Anywhere, anywhere but that's the
0: know. flex. Yeah, that's one yeah, of the. He has the normal. He's He has the normal, che- normal cheesesteak and you know this and that and everything. Uh, but yeah, he has a. He definitely has a hundred dollar sub. But I can't. Oh, the the Zocness Monster. The I want to Zoc- say, I want to say that's what it's called, and it's yeah. got everything on it. It's a hundred bucks. But anywho, um.
1: <laughs> Plugging plug in
0: Zogies, yeah. Big sponsor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That'd, that'd be dope. This oh,
1: episode yeah. is brought to
0: you by right? <laughs> yeah. Zogies. Um, so yeah, uh, barbecues at the end of the month. Uh, still selling shirts for that. Actually, mine came in the mail today. Um, what else was What else was going on? I think that was it with that barbecue. May night, May twenty ninth. Um,
3: Joel, you want to plug anything you want to? I know, just uh, same place as always. Joel can't dance at TikTok and Instagram. Kenneth,
2: I'm at Ken Wilson Comedy on Twitter. Magic City retweeted one of my thanks. Oh, uh, yeah, Magic City retweeted uh, <laughs>
0: so Kenny's tweet. I don't know if anyone knows
3: what that is. No, probably not, but uh, it's um, a <laughs> Lemon pepper wing tweet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll let them look up Magic yeah. City.
2: Uh you check find, out my Twitter, you'll see it though.
0: Find me on um Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok, all that jazz at Ricky Isn't Funny. And uh of course we want you to uh as if there's anything you can plug as well. You have uh, your you have social medias, you have uh you have your, your book coming out, you have uh Yeah. A few other things.
1: I am on Instagram as Skeez S-K-E-E-Z-E. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, I got a book coming out hopefully soon um, called That's Not Biblical. It addresses division within the Christian community. And um, hopefully we can find unity.
0: I'm definitely going to check that out. Yeah, for uh, sure. Sounds Thanks. a bit yes. like a game show.
3: That's not yeah. <laughs> biblical!
0: I would watch <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a YouTube channel. You need to go do that. That's good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, yeah, definitely going to keep an eye out on that. And, uh, yeah, follow us on everything at uh, Burnbridge Pod. Share this to your aunts, uncles, cousins, neighbors. Pass it around. Thank you for uh, listening, by the way. And, uh, yeah, we're out of here. All of them. Peace. Peace.
2: Peace.